Presented by Brandon and Dave. And now Danny too. Say it. Does he say it first? All right. All right, cool, man. (laughs) Thanks, Billy. 1979. We finally made it to the end of the goddamn 70s. As good as this year is, that song is better than this entire year, probably. <laughs> no. It's a good song. I love that song. Yeah, it's a great song. It's not better than anything from 79. Oh, my, anything? Anything? Oh, my God. Anything. I th- I'd say it's better than <laughs> at least half. <laughs> anything. No, Actually, no. no this I like that song, great. but this year is, this year is a, 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 exceptional. Played for a brief second on a previous Board Bills bonus episode on one of my uh, 90s charts. Which one? I don't know. Because right. I didn't, it wasn't an actual pick. I just oh, okay. referenced it. Um, okay. But yeah, this is Board Bills, 1979. Um, Finally I'm here. Thank God. Into the end. I'm Bran here. Presenter uh, Danny here at the end of the 70s and at the uh, dawn of better content. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Colon, uh, at the at the end of my rope, because I'm. Uh, you gonna kill yourself? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> no, uh, no. This is yeah. This is brighter. It's a brighter year. And uh, uh, good things are gonna happen. Yeah, it's great. Honestly, there's yeah. a lot of good songs. And we're uh, in a new location, no longer in Joke Burst. Right. True. We are in uh, Long Branch now. Strong. It's prop. This episode will be released. I think. I, I don't. I don't remember. After. Something else we record in the new Strong Branch location. Yeah. But, oh, so this is but, not but the first. But it's the first episode we're recording. First episode recording in the new spot. S- Strong Ranch in Long Branch. Song Ranch. Song Ranch. I like that. We're here at the at Song Ranch Studios. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> All right. Song Ranch. Dave, anything else? Besides Gong. Blue Jean Davy in the Song Ranch. Yeah, Blue Jean Davy in the Song Ranch. Uh, we said schlong something before. Uh, schlong stance. Stance. I don't know. We'll, we're we're gonna workshop that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll workshop it. Not now. In your head, Dan. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's obviously what obvious what I'm doing. I got uh, all right. So yeah, uh, this is the show where we go through the number one hits of every year, and we are doing it's 1979, boring. and it's boring. Hot 100 chart now. Bonus charts tomorrow. Um, yeah, so... Oh, I should probably go to the playlist. 
It's been a lot of difficulties so oy far oy in, the new, in the new studio. It's a disaster. Studio twos. <laughs> studio twos. <laughs> studio twos. Somebody told me recently that you know my uh, my news segment that I do for the music news in nineteen thirty nine. Is your favorite part? Is your favorite part? <laughs> no, that's nobody's favorite part. Uh, <laughs> that it should be Brandon doing it so that it's uh, twos news. <laughs> Two's news sounds like a longo thing. <laughs> the news with twos, I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> news twos. News with twos. So if that happens, then I will actually have nothing on this show. <laughs> I I'm glad to not do it. <laughs> <laughs> you hate when I prepare for it. No, Present I actually it's become my favorite part of the show. It's the most interesting. It's been the most interesting part <laughs> most of the seventies. There yeah, there has been some great deaths. Yeah, some great, great deaths. Great, great, deaths. great concerts. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. last year was riveting with the the journey of the Sex Pistols. Oh, it was Journey of Sex Pistols. Well, 77, all, actually. Oh, that was 77? All oh, Elvis right. news has been really great. There's been a lot of great oh, yeah. Elvis stuff. Us Bruce Springsteen climbing yeah. over Elvis's wall. Ray yeah. Davies uh, with the... <laughs> the overdubs? Yeah, like him flying miles of overdub something. Like one word. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's Kiss news a lot, right? Yeah, tons of Kiss, kiss news. Can't wait to see what we have in store for us this all year. All right. Some good stuff this year. Um, all right. So, yeah, we're going to be starting out with the Bee Gees are back with Too Much Heaven on the chart for two weeks. You can look up on the, the screen here and then uh, for two weeks. Wow. <laughs> oh, I didn't need to have it. I didn't need to take 10 minutes to pull that off of my laptop because of, <laughs> I didn't realize the setup of the new studio. <laughs> yeah, we got dual screens going. We can actually, da- Dan can see that we're recording. Oh my God. This is, you don't even need me here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Life-changing setup here. A lot of distractions though. Too many distractions already. Yeah. Which is bad for me. But to get back to this song, I kind of knew this one. I think I knew this song. It's, it's, it's lovely. It's gentle. It's a little too much heaven. I think so. I think they need to make it a little too much. Uh, they, they need a lesson to heaven to make it better. <laughs> um, it's good, but probably my least favorite Bee Gees song we've covered. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to say it. It's not... It's well, not that good. More so. I like the more, the more hellish stuff, I guess. The more hellish? <laughs> I like the Bee Gees ballads, though, but this this is... This is not... the ballads, it's, it's not inferior. as good. Yeah. Of, uh, especially from the, the, like, the song that's the most played out uh, <laughs> in their... Uh, How Deep Is Your Love? Yeah, in their yeah. arsenal. That you said was the most overplayed song. <laughs> You're wrong. I, I like this one a lot. I don't know if... I, I kind of... I guess I... Too much heaven. I don't know what I like... <laughs> Yeah, you know why you like it because it's it's kind of like that fucking my Rudolph mother song. <laughs> Emotions. Fe- no, uh, no, oh, no. R- 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 I'm sorry. Ripperton. Yeah, R- Minnie Ripperton. Minnie Ripperton. Yeah, yeah that's it's got true. that feel. And yeah, it's close to it. It's the most like that from the, all they the did BG a good songs. Job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now I like it too, Dave. I think you're being a little too harsh. Too much heaven. <laughs> you uh, like you like you should be dancing more than this one. A hundred percent. I like. Yeah, well, I yeah, really I like too. every single too, song yeah. that we've covered more than this. It's a bottom half BGs, but it's still good. It's bottom of. It's still good. No, it really is good. Yeah, but still the worst one they've put out. <laughs> is it worse than the ones we're gonna get to this year? Later yeah, on? it's worse than those. Yeah, those songs are fucking awesome. There's another one that's like okay. There's one that could be what? my favorite out of all. Really? Yeah. I'm excited to get this to. This is it. the weakest one we've gone to. Anyway, this was written for UNICEF. Brandon, what is that? Um, some international thing that I don't know exactly, right? For kids, uh, it's some kind of charity. It's for thing. kids, right? It's for kids, maybe. I don't uh, know. I've never seen like It's for one kid, UNICEF. It says for one kid named <laughs> Seth. It's one. It's, it is, uh, Seth Curry. <laughs> <laughs> UNICEF Curry. There's, is, isn't it? Um, 
I think it's something. Is is it like for African outreach? Maybe. We should I'd know look that. it up. Yeah. We have to move on, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I want one other thing about the song. The Bee Gees wrote this song the same afternoon as Tragedy, coming up next ah. or soon. Uh, during a day off of the Sgt. Pepper's film they were acting in. And the very same evening, they also wrote Shadow Dancing for Andy Gibb. Mm. Three. Wow, busy day. Genius huge dudes. Huge songs. Genius dudes. It takes us that long to. <laughs> look at do like two podcasts. Do like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that are just not great. Not great. <laughs> we're, three, uh, we're three men that can't do that. Like, and they're, don't they're, know what UNICEF right. is, so we're sorry about that, too. The, it took them one afternoon to write like pretty, three like pretty prolific, like big songs. Yeah, and they're great songs. They're yeah. like <laughs> complex songs. I mean, this one's not that good. All right. But it's still pretty amazing. Should we have like a timer on the screen up here for the songs? <laughs> well, I mean, the song is the timer. Yeah, but you like to cut off at like two minutes. Right. I thought we were doing that. I, yeah, I guess if the if we're talking about the song, it's okay. not like terrible okay. to do. All right, so we'll feel it out. Um, we're still in January, so we can move on. Yes, this is Chic Le Freak. That's three weeks on the charts. So it's... Um, Last year, right? Yep. This song. Mm-hmm. So this is a uh, Grover, Grover Cleveland, Cleveland year old. But it's like a Grover double Cleveland. Grover Cleveland, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. Oh, tr- oh is yeah. it? What's it, the last song on the chart last year? Was it this song or was it something else? Well, we have screen and internet access now, so we could do this together. Uh, we're doing it live. We're doing it live. Um, uh, here we go. Yeah, so it was the last oh, song. Okay, it is. Grover. So it is a triple. It charted three separate three times. Three separate times. That's got to be a first for the show. Yeah. I don't remember that ever yeah. happening. That's pretty cool. And it's amazing because it didn't chart into next year at all. Right, it didn't like overlap. You're right, so it was Le Freak. You don't bring me flowers, La Freak. Too much heaven, La Freak. Barbara Streisand must have fell during that game of Leapfrog. She didn't make it over the next jump. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about this. We already talked about this freak. So it's another three weeks. Song. So it's still just a huge disco song. Nile Rodgers, great stuff. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's a really good one. All right. Not as not as good as this one. Yeah. Though. Well, read your news first. Oh, wait, oh, yeah. I got my news now. So we got real disco coming up. We got re- <laughs> a true, a true <laughs> disco artist coming up next. Uh, okay, so music news for 1979 presented Hold by... Hold on, Dan. Uh, I have a, uh, a story that just came in on my news app. <laughs> the U.S. woman just captured their second straight World Cup title, and Megan Rapinoe scored the game-winning goal. That's news stories from 2019. Yeah. Congrats. So, so Dave kind of stealing my like <laughs> comparison between what's going on now and what's going on. Should I do a news story? You should do you should, you should save some news stories for that bonus bills and then we can do some contemporary news stories. For a millennial matchup you're talking yeah. about? We'll match up news stories. All right, so just have some current news ready then, okay. Dave. You could do it. All right, fine. Uh, sorry, January 1st, UNICEF is an organization for children, so at least I got that part right. Right, Seth One Curry. child, Seth. Right. During a New Year's Eve concert in Cleveland, Ohio, Bruce Springsteen is injured when a firecracker is thrown on stage from the audience. Dude, Bruce tough, is? Toughen up. Firecracker, not yeah. a firework. So that's news carrying over from 78, because it was technically New Year's Eve, but it didn't show up in the music news till 79. Oh, my God. So I guess it wasn't confirmed that... Oh, maybe it, it was <laughs> after the New Year's Oh, yeah, year it was probably, yeah, it was probably after the New it's Year. early January yeah. 1st. Right. <laughs> Tough times for Bruce. Okay, January 4th, 
the Star Club in Hamburg, Germany, known for its connections to the early days of the Beatles, reopens. It's very, pretty cool. Very, very cool. <laughs> I debated whether or not to keep that <laughs> in. January 6th. The Beatles are so <laughs> over at this point. I know. Any news with the Beatles, though, I'm going to keep it in. Okay. January 6th, ABC's American Bandstand featured the debut of the YMCA dance using the hand gestures forming the letters YMCA during a broadcast with the Village People. So when I said that like their first EP mm-hmm. hit number one on the disco chart a couple years ago, so now we know f- we have a confirmed YMCA is like a few years later. Okay. Um, but they were already in like the underground disco scene. For sure. And they blow up with the YMCA. Does not hit number Good one Good thing I have though. a construction worker if they're b- underground. You said they... B- <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, they blew up the YMCA, you said? Oh yeah. Yes. Um, oh, I have the same UNICEF news. <laughs> oh, about it's, BGS. It says uh, the music for UNICEF concert is held in New York City at the UN. Is that what you said? I didn't say that. I said they wrote that song for UNICEF. Okay, so there's a music for UNICEF concert in New oh, York City cool. at the UN, January 9th. And BGS are there. Yeah, starring the BGS. So um. the highlights are uh, are aired the following evening on NBC. So that is basically what you said. I mean, you said they wrote a song for UNICEF? Yeah. So I guess it meant for the concert. Yeah, and they, I, well, I think the song itself was a charity song. It's like USA for Africa. Oh, okay. It was yeah. a charity single. Okay. January 13th, singer Donny Hathaway dies. We've talked oh, about yeah. him on the show. Um, Elliot Yamin. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the only two people left in the world that like know that reference. That yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, liked yeah. him. Uh, he dies after falling 15 stories from his hotel room in New York City. Jesus. Damn. According to Hathaway's record company, Atlantic, the singer had been having some psychological problems. So it sounds like mental health was handled correctly in 1979. Nightmare. Okay. January 15th, MCA Records purchases ABC Records for a reported $20 million. So that's like music biz news. Music biz news. Like what we're in. We're in the music biz. All right. Let's move on. This is an also um, a UNICEF song. <laughs> also, th- a funny story. No, I'm not saying a joke. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I was waiting for the punchline. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, UNICEF, I'm sexy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't you think I'm sexy? Yeah. This is Rod Stewart, by the way. Do you think I'm sexy? Four no, weeks it's to number one. It's Daya. Daya. It is Daya. It's Daya. It's think D-A. I'm sexy. It's Daya. Did so, you know that before this? No, I didn't. Because he, didn't he doesn't say that in the song. No, he doesn't. It's D A space Y A. Think I'm sexy. Daya. Daya. We talked about this song also uh, because the. Jonas Brother guy band DNCE remember right. performed this at the VMAs. Oh yeah, with him. With him, uh-huh. it was great. <laughs> Rod Stewart was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, what die? What die? Guys, think of this track. <laughs> die. Okay. Like it? That's like a five-minute setup for that. For that. <laughs> that, that, was, that was good. What die? Die? Like it or? <laughs> uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, this is such a fun song. Um, so is I don't is he I, yeah. I don't think he's most famous for this song is he is this like his but I this think commercially his, it might be his biggest song. might be his biggest song but I don't know I always considered this one kind of like a I don't know like a jokier one in his career yeah it definitely stands out uh, yeah. but well I don't know because like Young Turks is really cool okay. and um, 
but uh, Maggie Mae has to be his oh, signature yeah. song. That's, yeah, I think that. Yeah, this is. I think this is a bigger hit though. I think so too. It's a big hit. I don't know. Maggie Mae was actually really big. That might have been more weeks than this one. I don't. I'm not. I don't remember. Does anybody get any certain type of way when this song gets on? It's fine. I like lo- they I, do during Maggie Mae. <laughs> I feel like this is like a cougar song. Okay. Cougar? Uh, yeah. Not John Cougar. No. <laughs> no. It sounds nothing like him. But uh, do we know there's something wrong with his voice or not? I always wonder that. Yeah. If people like him and um, Brian Johnson of ACDC. I just want to know what it feels like to sing like that. Yeah, does it hurt? Like, does it hurt? Do you have to make it happen? Or it just happens. It's very strange. I think it would be a better song if you took out the disco string element in the back. Like, I think it was just, like, him <laughs> rocking and saying, do you think I'm sexy? Instead, like, does that make sense? Like, um... Yeah, the production almost kind of makes it too silly. Yeah. Like, I think it would be, like, a... Like a it would be, like, probably more of, an, it would be like more of an ACDC song, honestly. If you, like... <laughs> what? Like, what? No, it sounded like, Miss You. You're what? right. I was thinking, like, Miss, Miss You by The Stones. Yeah, the string part's not my favorite part of the song. Uh, more miss you, like the song. Okay, yeah, I guess it would be more like that. I feel like it needs to be super disco because the song is like silly. Asking <laughs> someone if you think I'm sexy is yeah, like it's really funny. Yeah. Do you think I'm sexy? You think? Do I make you Randy, baby? Daya. <laughs> I guess you got to read the February news. He's basically Austin Powers. Yeah. <laughs> and do we? Uh, <laughs> I say yes, Rod Stewart's sexy. He's definitely a sex Oh, is he sexy? Yeah. yeah. He said that like he didn't even write that song from his point of view. It's like he's writing a story song. So <laughs> he's trying to like distance, distance himself from being like a narcissistic yeah, right. sex symbol. He was um, with a lot of different women. Right? Oh, die, you think? <laughs> <laughs> Die, yeah, die, yeah, die, yeah, All right, February news. February second, Sex Pistols bassist Sid Vicious. Guess what? He's found dead uh, from an overdose a day after being released on bail from Rikers Island Prison. That's a rough end to his life. Sid Vicious, good stuff. February seventh. Stephen Stills becomes the first major rock artist to record digitally, laying down huh. four laying down four songs at the record plant in Los Angeles. Stephen Stills, February eleventh, forty three million viewer, viewers watch Elvis exclamation point on ABC, a made for TV movie starring Kurt Russell as Elvis. Oh wow, yeah, um, Kurt yeah. Russell, notorious Elvis like super fan. Yeah, and he was later in that uh, Elvis heist movie. Remember that one? 3,000 Miles to Graceland? Yeah. <laughs> Does he play Elvis? Well, they're all like, like Elvis. Impersonators? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. He's played like an Elvis character a couple times. Yeah. Three. Kurt four. Russell, big Elvis guy. John Carpenter directed that. Is that true? Yeah. Did you ever see that movie? No. I want I, to. I did. Oh, no. So he directed the made-for-TV Elvis movie. Oh, is that true? Yes. Okay. That's true. That makes, I think, a little more sense. <laughs> All right. February 15th, Minnie Ripperton, Brandon, appears on the Grammys as a presenter with Stephen Bishop. Bee Gees collect four Grammys for Saturday Night Fever. That's news. Yeah. Like somebody appeared as a presenter. Yep. 
Yeah, wait, what? I think it's just about the Grammys beer being on, but it's pres- but it's set up this way. <laughs> yeah, why? The only presenter. Yeah. In no, 2018, Amy Poehler appeared as a presenter at the Emmys. Yeah. It's just talking about the Grammys. Not news. It's a big disco Grammys. Okay. <laughs> February 26th, B.B. King um, becomes the first blues artist to tour the Soviet Union. B.B. comes. That's right. Kicking off a one-month tour King. there. All right, we can B.B. Kinging off. Okay, we have Gloria Gaynor with I Will Survive two weeks on the charts. March 10th to March 17th. One of those songs we've been talking about that has definitely stayed, that has stuck around. Stayed the, uh, and played. Stayed and played in the lexicon. Do you think I'm sexy a little bit? Die, excuse me, Daya. That's um, definitely stayed. Do you think I'm sexy? Stayed hardcore. Yeah. This, this one, this even one even more, this one even, even more so. so. Yeah, yeah. This is a very well-known yeah, song. This, this is one of those songs where I, I couldn't identify the first time I heard it because it just yeah was always around yeah, always been there yeah wasn't it the replacements or <laughs> is that the movie they do this yeah in the locker room I think um I think they do another song I know what you're talking about is the it not it's a Keanu Reeves football movie yeah they do no no they do the Donna Summer song we're covering all, actually they do okay Huh? They do this song in a scene. Yes. One of the Donna Summer songs we're covering later this year, also in a scene in the, in really? the replacements. Yeah. Uh, Bad Girls. Wow. Yeah. That movie was on all the time. Yeah, always on TV. I, I like it. It's fun. <laughs> I like that movie. Oh, yeah, uh, I was thinking of, I think I was thinking of Remember the Titans. Do they do a song in that or no? Uh, Remember the Titans is more Motown-y It's definitely stuff. not 70s. No, it's more 60s 70s, Motown. 60s, okay. Um, uh, that one has the is is remember the Titans one with like the white surfer guy? Yeah. Okay. And Ryan Gosling's in it. Is he really? Yeah, he is. Oh wow. And obviously Denzel and yeah. Will Patton. Right? Yeah. Bill Paxton. Hayden Penitentiary. 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 Yeah. Um, the state hate the state and penitentiary. <laughs> this one. I'm kind of whatever about this song. Yeah, I don't guys. care. Yeah. It's too played out. Yeah. I feel nothing. I truly feel nothing. This Same. might be the most I feel nothing when this is on. Hopefully, this song podcast we've, survives. We've covered. But I want to say real quick <laughs> that that song hit. Sorry, this song won the '79 Grammy Grammy for best disco recording, and it was the oh, first wow. okay. and last time the Grammys offered that category. Hmm. Oh. At least she called her shot. She will survive. Like the song did survive. Yeah. She called her shot. She, um, but the news coming up, she unfortunately died immediately after this. No, okay. <laughs> that'd be so like crazy, uh, like, so ironic. Uh, it also sounds like it should have been from '76 to me. Oh, '77 maybe. Yeah, it does sound a little low light, especially when you like hear other songs, the production from other songs this year. Yeah. yeah. Yes, there's some cool production stuff going. Really Start, cool starting stuff. to happen. That's, yeah, starting right That's about. True. Now play it. True. <laughs> yeah, like the eighties are starting to creep in. Like, uh, like this is almost an example of that. There's, there's, be- there's, there's better, better examples. examples. There's yeah. better examples coming. Yeah, this is the first instance. You're starting to hear that. We all we also heard a little bit last year too. Some eighties stuff creeping in. Um, yeah, since really picking up steam. Is this the song that, that you were talking about, Brandon? That you love? No. Ah, uh, okay. That's the other one. This all song right. is awesome. This though. is great. Though. I, I like this one too. 
I never knew. I think Dave and I talked about this. I didn't know that they were saying tragedy. Like, I always just went like, Rarity! Yeah, never knew what they were saying either. You uh, thought they were just speeches, making it up, like, nonsense? Well, I just never knew what it was. So. I didn't know the name of the song. I think I thought it was gravity. They're all, the three of them are all just saying three different nonsense. They're doing, like, their Rarity! own impressions of themselves. Yeah. yeah. Uh, gravity. It was definitely gravity. Called, it was gravity is what I heard. Gravity. Yeah. So it's tragedy by the BGS. Very 80s. Yeah, arpeggiated. Yeah, synth. I love his part. The chorus? No, that's that little break. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) No, the chorus. I'm kidding. The chorus is amazing. This is uh, epic. This is the most epic. uh, So much energy. Yeah, it feels like a movie song, like a montage song. It feels like a like a Greek tragedy. (laughs) Yeah. And the Bee Gees, they sound like they're Greek gods here. Yeah. Zeus, Gib, Hercules Gib, <laughs> Stamos Gib. They just got so good at producing their vocals to sound like like an instrument. Like yeah. It's crazy. Yes. I think of it like as them riding on uh, like Pegasus's. Pegasus. Pegasi. Pegasi. I love this one. Yeah, this great is guitar. Great. It's really great. I do still like this a lot more than the other ones, too. Damn, really? Like, I like it more than You Should Be Dancing. Me, too. I like this better than anything we've covered so far by the Bee Gees. Except I still like How Deep Is Your Love the most. No, that one's played out. This one one I like. This one is, like, a little bit... It's not played out at all. No, not at all. And it's it's cooler. And it's cooler. I love the melody. I love the production. Everything about it's better. I don't know if I feel that way with you guys. I like it, but I like that. It's fucking soaring. I like Saturday Night Fever Bee Gees still the best. I I love love that stuff. I love all that stuff. This is is cool. This is a little more like ABBA-like, which I think is is. why you guys like it so much. It is. That's a good point. Yeah. I'm just... I, it's the biggest disconnect I have with you guys. It's like <laughs> that sound, why you like it so much. I mean, I like it, but I don't like it the way I, you guys it's do. It's still shocking to me that you don't. Like, it's it's not that far away from stuff that we all like. So it, it still is surprising to me that you don't um, like it. Because I'm not lame. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> all right, I'll read the news. Just keep listening to your, like, white R&B guy that you, like, yeah, like like does a college tour. <laughs> it's, much, it's it's much better. Okay, <laughs> uh, all right, so we're about to enter April. So to read uh, the March news here, March fifth, MCA Records dissolves ABC Records. So continuing from what I said before, March fifteenth, Elvis Costello. Hey guys, <gasps> Costello <laughs> gets into a heated argument with members of Stephen Stills. Touring, oh, this is a bad story. Yeah, touring entourage <laughs> at a Holiday Inn in Columbus, Ohio. After Costello makes disparaging remarks about America, he is punched by Bonnie Bramlett. um, Costello suffers a wave of negative press coverage after the incident is made public. So not good. Yeah. So one Elvis to another. Bad stuff happening. March 27th, Eric Clapton, notorious enemy of the podcast and of the world, uh, marries Patty Boyd, ex-wife of Clapton's friend, George Harrison. So he just continues to be the worst human being <laughs> alive. He's the worst person of all time. Hey, George is cool with the baby. I know, but also weird. <laughs> <laughs> he's cool with the baby. Worst person of all time. Uh, yeah, he's the worst human being of all time. March, <laughs> March 31st, the Eurovision Song Contest, oh. which we've talked about a lot. Well, it's come up a lot, and I don't bring it up, but it's in the news every year. Shouldn't it be like uh, Eurosonic or something? Oh, yeah. It's, it's more of an audio like yeah. thing. 
<laughs> True. Well, it's Eurovision Song Contest. Oh. I don't know. It's on TV. And make, I, I guess. guess it makes sense. So it's the biggest. So the biggest music festival in the world. So it's called yeah the Eurovision Song Contest. At this point, is the biggest music festival in the world. It takes place for the first time in a country outside Europe. So it's always been in Europe. It takes place for the first time March thirty first in Israel. The show is broadcast live from Jerusalem to Europe and a few countries in Asia. The big winner of this night is Israel for the second time in a row. The winning song is Hallelujah, sung by the group Milk and Honey, including, I don't know why I included this. I, sorry for keeping this in. <laughs> including Gali Atari. A few months after winning, the song had been translated into more than 82 languages and broke a new record by entering the Guinness Book of Records as the most translated song in the world. Hallelujah by Milk and Honey. But huh. is it like... A co- is it a cover? I don't know. It's I, not I, the Leonard Cohen one. We it's can move, not? No, we no. can move on. That's the I don't 80s. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so I Will Survive comes back. Grover Gro- Cleveland. Grover oh, Cleveland. For one more week. So we can skip on past this. So she survived. Then tragedy happened. She still, <laughs> and then she survived again. <sighs> wow. Yes. Yep. Well, look who's back. Look who's back. Look who's never left. And I, I want to play this song on every episode of the podcast from now on. <laughs> This is, of course, the Doobie Brothers of Minute by Minute fame. That's right. What a Fool Believes. Only one week at number one. It's a true crime. April 14th. Uh, Dave incorrectly picked this as the second best song on the album. Um, it is actually, it's interesting, I guess, just based on what's going on, that this hit number one. Yeah. Very, very much so. Like, I, 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 I would have never have thought, I guess... Uh, minute by minute aside, knowing when it came out, that this was the same time as what was going on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, I, honestly, up until like recently, I, I kind of always thought this was an 80s song. I didn't know it was like a 70s song. Until we really, until we, until we started talking right. about them and the album a lot more. Um, this is the most unique song we've ever covered in the 70s. Yeah, nothing else sounds remotely like this at all. Yeah, like it's its own thing. It, I don't know. Okay, yeah. It's the most standalone sounding thing. Anything, at least in this year. Yeah, a lot probably, of other things that came along that sounded unique were you could see the trajectory from what like the inspiration. But yeah. this sounds like I don't know. I think this. I mean, not to this level, not this good. I think this kind of music was happening at the time. Yeah. yeah. Not really hitting number one. Not like super popular, though. Right. Yeah. yeah like um, like Kenny Loggins was around. Steely like, Dan. And, and we didn't yeah. hit number. Uh, he didn't hit number one. Right. Alan O'Day did. What? <laughs> Alan O'Day yeah. did. Alan O'Day. Yeah. This sounds nothing like Alan O'Day did. Nah, right. Yeah. Um, producer Ted Templeman described this as a floppy record. And he wanted a floppy feel for the percussion, so he played drums alongside drummer Keith Knudsen to get the feeling right. They had been recording for the the song for five or six straight days before he made that decision. Um, that's a fact I got, but there's no mention of the second drummer, John Hartman. So there's, I don't know if there's like he just started playing drums instead of John Hartman, or there's three drums three on the song. <laughs> Well, who knows? They already have a second drummer to have that floppy feel. Right. Ted Templeman's like, I'm going to start playing drums as well. <laughs> they just need that outside help. The, the Doobies can't do it alone. No. As we learned. Not that good. Bad album. 
bad album, <laughs> but the most impressive song of all time. Not as good of a format as I thought. <laughs> minute by minute. <laughs> all right, we can move on. We've talked about Please. that song so much. I love it, though. Amy Stewart with two eyes with the song Knock she, on Wood. Yeah, she traded in that she traded in that one Y for the two eyes. One Y is the value of two eyes. Again, with the just the production stuff, just like music is just starting to be produced better. Like it's just starting to sound better. Yeah. Like this is an example, I think. Yeah, it's the best of, production up to this point. Yeah. <laughs> It's interactive sounding. Yeah, it, it's really <laughs> sounds cool. like a menu. Like, I'm, like this was this is a disco song, right? You would consider this a disco song? We got no, I don't know. <laughs> it kind of is disco, right? It's just more. It's kind of its own thing. It's just kind of like dancey. Yeah. It's the same thing as what tragedy is. What is that genre? <laughs> is that disco too? Tragic disco. I don't. Because it has that gallopy feel. Right. That Pegasus feel. I guess it's still technically disco, but it's definitely a, a different thing. It's interesting because it kind of sounds like that, like rock and roll part two, like pep band type stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. So this song is definitely stuck around. You still hear this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely didn't know who it was though. No, I don't know the artist at all. She doesn't even know herself, you know. <laughs> She's just trying to find an identity. Two eyes, come on. So is uh, it a song of, about the expression, like, hey, knock on wood? It's a song by Eddie Floyd from the 50s or 60s. Okay. Cover. All right. Um, You know, knock on wood. <laughs> so, oh, now I understand. <laughs> so this, like, I don't know. I love, I, I love all the spaceship sound effects. Yeah, I love it. Uh, the toms are crazy. It doesn't sound like knocking on wood at all. <laughs> Reminds me of like the production of like Funky Town a little bit. It does. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I can hear that. This uh, I have this vision of a carousel horse that turns real and takes you on a fucked up joyride. Because I keep hearing that gallopy horsey feel. Yeah. And it flies and it, yeah, you know. So. We can move on. Yeah. Fun song. From wood to glass. All Ooh. the elements. Blondie, right. hearty glass. Another one weaker. One week squeaker. Um, mm-hmm. Classic song. Classic song. This song is definitely stuck around. Oh, yeah. Huge song. April 28th. Love this one. Dave, what, what did we mix with this? Did we, do the, did we do anything fun with this when we were practicing for the wedding? I don't remember, but probably. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> uh, more. <laughs> this is more rockers discofying their sound. Yeah. This is another case of that, but um, instead of being an established aging art rocker like Rod Stewart or Paul McCartney or the Stones, this is a new group. They like debuted. Basically, they debuted like uh, mainstream with this song. They were around for another album before this, but. Hmm. This is their first time they were huge. Interesting. And people kind of thought they were a disco band because it's the only thing they knew by them. Right. So but I think, she... I think it feels fresher than, like, it doesn't feel, like, feel as forced or they're trying to, like, right. 
right. as like Rod Stewart or so. Uh, I, I've never really listened to Blondie. Do they like rock harder than this? Is that like They're, they came from this, the punk scene as like the Ramones? Okay. So like okay. they're always more poppy, but yeah, they're definitely more of a rock band for sure. Okay. It's such a cool melody, though. Yeah, this is great. It's so great. memorable. Great melody. Her voice is really cool. Very yeah, cool. I love, love love her voice. It's I, I always remember the performance of this song or like the music video because it was always on like some like compilations late at night when I was a kid. Like you see her like singing this. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's like I know. Like I. I that's what I see too. The I have video. the image of this song, this video. Apparently, like, yeah. the, so they they're one of the the rare uh, like American bands that make music videos at that point. Okay. Because it, uh, music videos were big in uh, Europe, so they did it so they can have like a more foreign uh, market. But most American bands didn't do that. Okay. But that I've seen the same thing where like they're like playing in a in a empty disco, mm-hmm. and it's just like a lot of close-ups of her. Yeah, and it's like some like they use like weird effects and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like glass. It's like glass. It's like glass. John Prism. Lennon once wrote Ringo Starr a postcard advising him to write more songs like Heart of Glass. <laughs> hey, that, that's like what I said. With Minnie Ripperton. Oh, yeah. Just write more songs like that. <laughs> yeah. Just do that. But Ringo Starr should write songs like <laughs> Heart of Glass. <laughs> yeah, that's a crazy thing for him to say. Wait, what? Ringo, the reason why you're not making it right now is because you don't have enough songs like Heart of Wait, Glass. John told Ringo to do this? John Lennon wrote Ringo Starr a postcard saying that. <laughs> a postcard. Write more songs like Heart of Glass. You're not writing enough songs like Card of Glass. Just stop writing songs, Ringo. How about that? How about don't make any more music? It's strange to think they were as big as they were to me. Because I always... uh, I never assumed they would have... Oh, the Beatles. (laughs) Oh, the Beatles? Yeah, the Beatles. I never knew they had... No, the Blondie has like several number ones. Yeah. I would never have thought they had that many number ones. Yeah. But cool. Three? Good for them. Now we talked about... I think it's like four. Four. Is this the first one? This is the first one. I don't remember the ones in the 80s. Rapture. Uh, Rapture, Call Me, and uh, The Tide is High. I honestly don't remember at all. Because <laughs> we didn't I, really go deep into uh, that. It's it, all, it, it's it like ends 80s. at 82, I think. Right. They break up at, like, when they're in 1982, I think. Maybe we should just redo those years. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It's a lot of good stuff. There's probably there. we are the rebooting best stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's the best stuff, I know, probably. It really, it really is some of the best stuff. Yeah. It's really great. And um, I think one of us, not it wasn't me. Did one of you guys pick one of the early years as like your favorite year of the '80s when we did it the last time? Maybe mm, I didn't. I didn't either. I, I didn't. thought one of you guys maybe did. Anyway, um, so I, we could do April news now. Unless there's any more Blondie, Heart of Glass stuff you want to nah. talk about, Dave? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is uh, what's the song about? Like her heart's easily broken because yeah, it's made of glass. I guess. All right, Shatter. thanks, Dave. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> Um, you know, I'm not a lyric guy. I need help understanding. I need you to help me. <laughs> okay. April 2nd, Dave Kate Bush oh, dies. No, I'm just kidding. What? What? She begins her first and for 35 years. Tour of on, life? Only tour. Tour of life, right? Uh, she be, I, it didn't, doesn't say. I think, uh. you, I think you just made that up. She, <laughs> I think it's called she, Tour of Life. <laughs> She becomes the first artist to use a wireless microphone. Yes. I didn't know that. Cool. That's a cool fact. Yeah. Um, enabling her to sing and dance at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, you got to watch some of those videos. They're 
from her like performances. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's I would, wild. I would love to. That's that's cool. First wireless mic usage. Okay. April sixth, Rod Stewart marries uh, Alana Hamilton. Okay. Don't know who that is. <coughs> he gets married. April seventh, hundred and ten thousand people attend the California Music Festival at the L.A. Memorial Coliseum. Performers include Aerosmith, the Boomtown Rats, Cheap Trick. Ted Nugent, really good guy, good human being, and Van Halen. Fun uh, festival in California. April 12th, Mickey Thomas replaces Marty Balin as the lead singer of Jefferson Starship. So they, they continue to come up in the news. Uh, April 13th, during a concert by Van Halen in Spokane. Spokane? I think it's Spokane. 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 Shut up. <laughs> Washington. David Lee Roth collapses from exhaustion. Oh, all right. This is probably Too much jumping. On. This is probably my favorite news thing of the year. A local doctor treats him for a stomach virus and advises him to quote unquote calm down. <laughs> <laughs> That's the news for April thirteenth. A doctor says, "Dude, you got to chill out." <laughs> David Lee Roth. Okay. Uh, April 22nd, the New Barbarians and the Rolling Stones perform two concerts in Oshawa, Ontario, to benefit the CNIB as part of Keith Richards' 1978 sentence for heroin possession. So, they're benefiting him possessing heroin? No, that he had to do that. Oh, okay, joke? I, the, <laughs> the way this is phrased, it like sounded like yeah. that. Yeah. But explain he, he was forced to do that because he like that was like his trade off. Okay. So he didn't do jails a jail sentence. Jails. Okay. He didn't do jails. Okay. April twenty seventh, Ozzy Osbourne is fired as lead singer of Black Sabbath. So fire they fired. They so fired ass. him. Fired his ass. He's replaced in May by Ronnie James Dio. Yeah. Not as good. That's when they get good. That's what that's the era of Black <laughs> Sabbath that's really good. All right. We can we can go into May now. This song charted the entire month peaches and herb with reunited <sighs> this song so th- this is one of those ones that i hear like just like referenced like yeah just people say like oh reunited and it feels so good but yes i don't know how the rest of the song goes same this just is the first that time i had heard the rest of the song i think uh yeah four weeks of number one so a big hit this year um, this is one of those songs I want to live in. I, I yeah. love it. I love it. I love the vibe. I'm really into this one. It's great. This also feels like a carnival song with like the little keyboards going, the fluttery yeah. keyboards, but it feels like a like a good time at the carnival if you're a loved one. So, oh, <laughs> almost broke Not up. like a fucked up night. Like actually, right. like, we, you know, winning like a bear for your, your honey or yeah. something. So now that you bring that up, that might have to be for the recap show a category of best carnival song. Because we've had a few songs that yeah. have fallen into that. Um, the main one being um, uh, uh, Love Roller Coaster. Love Roller Coaster was like the big carnival song. There's been a couple others, though. Mm-hmm. This, this is so great. I really this like this one. late for this sound, too? No. You I, think think so? I think the production sounds like 80s as hell. Yeah. I guess just the style maybe a little bit. It feels like that to me. Yeah, I, I can see the song itself. Like this, yeah. But the the there's so many songs from the '80s that this reminds me of the reverb like, and the voices. Yeah. And, uh, tender and spacey ballad. Yeah, uh, I love the harmonies. This actually reunited the songwriting team of Dino for Fakaris and Freddie Perrin. 
who previously scored a number one hit with Gloria Gaynor's I Will Survive. Oh. Uh-huh. So what is uh, Peaches and Herb? Where are they from? What, what's their deal? tell you. I, I got this news. Herb fame is Herb. Okay. He has remained the only constant Herb since the duo was, <laughs> duo was created in 66. Okay. Seven different women have filled the role of Peaches. Uh, is that oh. like the stage name they take on? Oh, yeah, like the original. It was like the nickname of the original Peaches, and oh. then she had a go, and then she. So the person singing right now is the third Peaches, Linda wow. Green. That's the, cool. The third Peach. It's interesting because it's not Peach, it's Peaches. Right, but it's just it's always a duo. It's always a duo. Interesting. But it almost seems like that. Yeah, there's gonna be multiple Peaches, not just a Peach. Yeah, like the but band, it's one herb. Yeah. Like it's like the band Peaches and then this guy Herb. Yeah, Herb. a rotating <laughs> cast of Peaches. A rotating Peach. <laughs> I had a I had a neighbor growing up. His name was Herb. Really? Yeah. Do you know actually? It's like an old guy name. Yeah. You might know the fifth Peach. She's a Princess Peach from Mario Kart. <laughs> nice dog. Mario T- Kart. Tight dog. <laughs> you know. Dave wanted me to like give him like a high five. I'm, I'm not doing it. <laughs> She's a fifth Peach. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> She, you might know her from Mario Kart 64. Oh, oh say it again. <laughs> <laughs> you might know her. She's a playable hey, character. Done, sorry. All right, read the damn news. It's getting hot in here. So take oh. off all your cleats. Oh. All right. You're saying there's some hot stuff? Oh. <laughs> I feel stuffy yeah. and it's hot. Spoilies. May 1st, Elton John becomes the first pop music star to perform in Israel. Pot? Yeah. Pop music. <laughs> Elton J. Elton J. Elton J. Um, L. Yeah, right. L. Tom. J. All right. May 2nd. The Who play their first concert following the death of drummer Keith Moon. The band performs with the new drummer Kenny Jones at London's Rainbow Theater. It's probably not as good. It's all downhill for them. May 8th. I, <laughs> I think like the biggest song of their career is still coming, right? The... Uh, Oh, this, oh, really? Oh, no, really? that's happened way in the past. How long ago? 71. <laughs> really? Yeah. For some reason, I thought it was like an 80s song. But you know what's an 80s song? You better, you better, you bet. When I say I love you, say you better. Oh, this is the best song of their career. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song, actually. <laughs> All right. By the way, uh, I like that song. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey. May 8th, Iron Maiden. Uh, Dave, Iron Maiden, or your big metalhead. Yeah, metalhead uh, cologne. Metalhead cologne, first screen name. screen name. <laughs> Samson and Angel Witch. <laughs> Share a bill at the Music Machine in Camden, London. Critic Jeff Barton coins the term New Wave of British Heavy Metal. Wait, I'm sorry. Can you say those names again? Iron Maiden. Samson. Okay. And, and Angel Witch. Okay. What I thought happened here was that you, you said Iron Maiden. Okay, and then you said I thought like Samson and Angel Witch were like members, like no. they all like like Peaches and Herb, like they were like roles that get filled. Three separate artists sharing a bill. Gotcha. Okay, that would be cool. So new wave of British heavy metal is like coined war. because of the show in a review of the show for Sounds Magazine. New wave of British heavy metal. Cool. You cool. Get, it's gonna it's like Iron Maiden and Judas Priest, and and Angel Witch. Man Angel war. Witch. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay, May 12th. Disco. <laughs> We've been talking a lot about it. That go. <laughs> occupied eight 
of the top 10 spots of the Billboard Hot 100 chart. On May I'm t- getting of, sick of it. As of May 12th. So it's, it's, I'm getting sick it's, of this it's shit. A, <laughs> it's a, well, bro, it's about to be over once this one song coming up uh, comes. It's going to end soon, dog. Um, so that's for two weeks, starting start the week of May 12th. That eight of the top 10 spots of the Hot 100, all disco. The charts were led by Peaches and Herms. She's Pe- not, that's not a Peach, disco track, Peaches though. and Herb, right. R&B ballad, single, reunited. No, it isn't, so I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's maybe that's uh, one of the two that's not in the top yeah, ten. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so. Um, May 19th, three of the four ex-Beatles. Ex-Beatles, Dave. Not the Beatles. Three of the four ex-Beatles. <laughs> Why were they so big? It's a different group. They're the extreme <laughs> Beatles. Three of the four ex-Beatles. <laughs> Porn parody, they, right? Yeah, yeah. They perform on the same stage as Paul McCartney, George Harrison, Ringo Starr, Jam with Eric Clapton, horrible guy. But Gin- he's bringing the Beatles to get together. Ginger Baker and Mick Jagger and others at a wedding reception for Clapton at his Surrey home. So oh, that was probably they, pretty great. They always said that the Beatles reunited. Then that's what I, I know, but <laughs> I thought it was all four Beatles. That's what I'm trying to say. Dan is the exact story. The exact story. I always it was all four Beatles playing, and they played no. Sergeant Peppers it's or something just, like that. Sergeant. It's just three. So th- I was always lying. No, to. John. John was not John, invited. John wasn't invited, invited to the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> that was during um, his sailing days. Christopher Cross. He sailed a lot during that those that, <laughs> that period. True? Yeah. Uh, okay, May twenty first. I'm on a boat. Ellen John, aka L. Ton J. J. Plays the first of eight concerts in the Soviet Union, Pot. making him the first Western solo pop artist to Pot. tour there. So we had B.B. King no. and Elton John came B. to B. the King. Soviet Union as well. So let's move on. Spark it up. Okay. One week, Donna Summer's back. She's a queen of disco. She's trying to end disco. I know. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty sweet. Before <laughs> we saw rock stars go disco, now we see disco stars go rock. That's right. In I, fact, as you did, you say this yet? Summer won a Grammy for best female rock vocal performance on this song, and it was the first year the award was given out, and she beat out the very non-disco Ricky Lee Jones, Tanya Tucker, Carly Simon, and Bonnie Raitt. Very cool. She's just the best at everything. She's the best, <laughs> Donna Summer. So it's it's one week for now, but it's going to grow over Cleveland in a little bit. Um, I like some of the other Donna Summer stuff that I've covered on the disco charts and that Dave and that well and that we've all talked about uh-huh. on the Hot 100 charts. I think a little more than Me this one too? personally. A little more. This is great though. This is a really yeah. excellent I, song. I love how unique it is. Yeah, for sure. Uh, those drums are fucking awesome. They're yeah, punching yeah. bag drums. Yeah. So it sounds like he's beating the shit out of the drums. Right. And uh, just for some minute by minute news for you guys, guitar solo by Jeff Skunk Baxter. Oh, at, okay. Can we hit it? Two minutes thirty seconds. He just recently left the Doobies at this point. Okay. And listen to his guitar solo. It's a minute by minute. Uh, hold on. He's we'll giving more it. here than he's ever on any of yeah. the songs on minute by minute. That's true. Yeah. This is an amazing solo. This is great. Not not that like clean jazz guitar solo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, this is really good. It's kicking ass here. Yeah, it kind of like reminds me of Maniac. 
Oh. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah Michael. Maybe because, like, how ham the guitar solo goes. But, uh. Yeah. Yeah. Cool song. Very yeah. cool song. Yeah, it's a great, cool song. Yeah, cool song. All right. Very cool. Here we uh, go. This is cool as hell, too. Yeah. This is BG's Love You Inside <laughs> Out. This is this could be my favorite BG song. Wow. Okay. It's really good. The intro is such a perfect encapsulation of the Bee Gees sound and personality. <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. That could be their pull string uh, sound effects. Yeah, like Woody. They're from action, like, yeah, they're like, action figures. Like Woody from Toy Story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the thing I love about this song, like this is like a little like sinister, and then it gets sweet again. Yeah. Yeah, it's dark, mysterious. It's funky. Yeah. I kind of forgot about this one. This is a really good one. Um, Feist does an incredible version of this yeah. on one of her albums. I know the Feist version way more better. Yeah. I heard the Feist Forest. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Feist Forest. Feist. Have you uh, ever heard that, Dan? I don't think so. It's, it's very, it's very, very good. Cool. Let's put it on. Maybe it, it actually goes a little heavier, I think. I yeah. think it hits the chorus a I wanna, little better. I want to, yeah. That's. I was gonna say that the chorus, like she nails the chorus. Uh, let's hear the, Let's hear their chorus, and we'll hear hers real quick. Okay. So we're coming up. Yeah, I, I love. I just think it's a great one. Here we go. Chorus. Like, yeah, Joe Walsh. Really? I, I don't know. <laughs> Anything BG's guitar, I think it's Joe Walsh now. All right, so Dan, this is the uh, Feist version. Is it on Let It Die? Yeah. I've got a. It's got called a, Inside Out. I've got a fact about this song. Actually, I could read. Like that's the verse Wow. So cool. I've never listened to her really. She that synth part is so sick. Damn. Yeah. Really great really cover. Good. You would like that album because it's like very uh I just from easy that little, listening almost yeah just, just, Jazzy, from little, easy listening. just from that little clip you played I'm like oh my god yeah I she's need, great yeah. that would have been a contender in uh, the covers uh, oh uh, we fucked up fucked it up again so a quick um, fa- it's in the news section but it has to do with this song specifically I'll just read it what um, the Bee Gees tied Bing Crosby Elvis Presley and the Beatles with a record six consecutive number one singles in the US in less than a single calendar year with Love You Inside Out. So they're just total domination. Oh, like six Le- consecutive ones they released, not like on the charts. Yeah. Six consecutive, yeah. no, six consecutive number S- one singles. Songs that they released. Songs that they released. Okay. Because they yeah, didn't have yeah. six songs in a right, row. Right, right, of chart. course, of course. Right. Um, so they're, they're like six for six. At every a song single yeah. they put out, in less than a year. Hits number one. In, in less, less than, than a year. year. It's like, it's pretty insane. It's very impressive. I don't think and that's but not, it's even not good that enough. Does, that's not even including the ones they wrote for other people. Probably. I wonder, <laughs> as many number ones as Mariah Carey had, she must have done that too. She had like crazy yeah. consecutive. I know, but less than a year, six in less than. a I year. I know that Whitney Houston had a lot too. Yeah, it was like eight or seven, like all in a row. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Pretty cool, though. Crazy. That is a great song. I might have to readjust my rankings. That I made Love already. you. <laughs> so then Hot Stuff comes back. For another two weeks. For another two June. weeks. And um, then... So then we can move on to... <laughs> this. Hell yeah. Ooh, yeah. Um, two weeks on the chart. This is one of those songs that... I guess being aware of, but yeah. for listening to this, I was like, holy crap. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree it more. It's so good. I always aware of this one. Didn't so really cool realize how good it actually is. Yeah. Production one is one amazing. of the coolest choruses. Top dog production. And one and a very unique vocal also. Yeah. Really good. This is a very like it's hip higher pitch than Donna Summer. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. This is a hypnotic track. It's like hypnotic, like glockenspiel and all the bells, but also like the. Yeah. Yeah. It's trying to like uh, put you in some kind of. Yeah, it's trying to put you in a trance. That drum fill right before the chorus is so sick. I was going to say the drums are awesome in this song. Yeah. And all the little things that you're talking about, Dave, like the glock and the like, boo. It's yeah. kind of like modern hip hop stuff. Like, like Migos stuff, like putting that just like stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like in the verses, very, you can hear like a, like it's very like a, uh, Neptune's actually. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's a lot of little things going on. Oh, I, I got to show you guys this video of um, Timbaland's masterclass, masterclass like trailer. Yeah. He does these dances that are so funny. Really? Like, I, was, I, I put it on repeat. It was so funny. <laughs> yeah, I love this a lot. This like song. that. Like the guitar scratches and like. Oh yeah. Yep. I don't even know what it is. It sounds cool as hell. Oh, this part. The bass is rolling. What were you going to say, yeah. Dave? The song was originally written for then 11-year-old Stacy Lattisaw, okay. a teeny bopper song about kids talking on a telephone. When oh. Lattis- But she she um, didn't want to do it, so Anita Ward was asked to sing it instead, and it became her only major hit. I always associate this song with Knock on Wood, because it's elaborately, produ- elaborately produced disco track with a commandy tactile tra- title. Tact- fuck. Commandy tactile... Tactile title. <laughs> tactile. Commandy. Commandy. Um, like, ring my bell, knock on wood, it do sounds, this. It sounds, uh, it sounds more sexual to me. Than so knock on I'm, wood? No, just I'm glad it's not sung by an 11-year-old. Cause like, oh, yeah. Cause I, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they would have not been like... <laughs> yeah. Well, not even just that. I just mean like, like would you ring... <laughs> I just yeah, I mean, meant I... even more the phrase like, would you ring my bell? Like, that yeah, sounds of course. like... It sounds dirty, yeah. Everything is dirty. <laughs> it's the 70s, baby. All right, so that goes into July, so you're going to... Uh, it was yeah. different back then. News. Things were okay back then. 11-year-old yeah. singing ring my bell. So, um, June 16th, Donna yeah. Summer, so we were talking about Hot Stuff before, and we got her next song coming up, it's a smash. Um, she becomes the first female to have the number one single Hot Stuff and album Bad Girls for a second time. She did that before. Right. Number one single, number one album, and she did it again now with Hot Stuff and the album Bad Girls, so... She's total domination by Donna Summer. June twenty eighth, Bill Donination. Hale- Donination. June twenty eighth, Bill Haley made his final studio recordings. I don't know why I kept this in. I'm sorry. Uh, June thirtieth, Donna. <laughs> um, okay, Donna Summer becomes the first female artist to have two of the top three songs, "Hot Stuff" 
at number one, and the next song coming up, Bad Girls, at number three on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. They will stay in the top three together for four weeks, and then it says, in fact, all of the top five songs that week were entirely by women, both in Billboard and in Cashbox. Cashbox. I guess that's like a rival chart. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe that's a British one. I don't know. But, um, it's like the thing at church. So, yeah. so Bad Girls, which is the song we're about to play right now, is at the top of the charts with Hot Stuff, but now it, it takes over and becomes number one in July. Mm. Five weeks? Yes, five weeks. But then it comes back, I think, right? No. Does right? it? Wait, does... No, no. no. I thought... That's Hot Stuff. No. Give it up, Dan. It doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Got to give it up, part one. This is part two. Dan giving it up. Um, <laughs> yeah, never mind. <laughs> I love this. This is, this is the best ever. Yeah, I like this a little better than Hot Stuff. This it, is the best it, ever. It's really good. Yeah. You think this is the best ever, Donna Summer? Uh, this the best ever song. <laughs> oh my god! This <laughs> best, best ever song. Best two, ever song. The two it's two really beep good. beep shit is so good. I know. I love this. Um, and the whistle and the horns and everything. This is another song that's definitely stuck around. Yeah. Still hear this oh, one a lot. Absolutely. This is definitely in the replacements. I remember the scene. Okay. It's, it's okay. when they utilize the cheerleaders to distract the other team by acting like bad okay. girls, like they're acting all slutty and stuff, and it distracts the other team and they win the game. Right. That's gotcha. great. <laughs> this song is about <laughs> prostitutes. Yes. And the famous toot toot beep beep, she she thought of that because it's like she needed one room to fill in that song, in that part of the song. Okay. But also it's like, you know, cars honking at prostitutes on the Sunset right. Strip. Oh, wow. I like this one a lot. It's, I think maybe some of the other ones on the bonus charts like a little more, but okay. I, it, this as like one of the ones that's like lingered around, I, I, like it's just so, it, it's so, it sounds so good. Yeah, it's excellent. Yeah, maybe this is my favorite of the charting Donna Summer songs. This one's so great. This one, yeah, I think it's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. The production is amazing. Yeah. All right. Unmatched. So you can read July news now because this this, uh, overlapped into August. Into August. So July 1st, the Sony Walkman goes on sale in Japan. 1979. Wow. Um, July 10th, Chuck Berry is sentenced to four months in prison for tax evasion by a Los Angeles judge. Uh, July 12th, uh, quote-unquote, disco demolition night. (laughs) Oh, yeah, this is the famous thing. An anti-disco promotional event held by a Chicago rock station at Comiskey Park involving exploding disco records with a bomb causes a near riot between games during a... Uh, baseball major league doubleheader forcing the cancellation of the second game. So people are pissed at how big disco is. These rockers, these 60s people probably, people from the 60s hating this shit. It's for the youth. It's probably one of these things where like young people are really into it and the older people are like, ah, it's fucking disco. Like, right. Or some edgier young people. Yeah. People that we would probably hate. Can't burn streams in Comiskey Park nowadays. <laughs> um... July fourteenth. Okay, so I feel like I'm reading the same Donna Summer news over and over again, but <laughs> I'm just I'm just gonna read this again. So, for a third time in an eight month period, third time in eight months, 
She scores a number one single with Bad Girls, staying atop the charts for five weeks, and the number one album of the same name, which also tops the Billboard 200 for six weeks. Okay, yeah, I basically, I basically just said read this. that. I know. I don't know why it included <laughs> that twice. Why would it say that twice? Okay. Oh, here we go. More Donna Summer news. July 21st with Bad Girls, both single and album, Donna Summer's success continues as she becomes the first female artist to sit on top of three major Billboard charts. Okay, so this is new news. The Hot 100, the Hot Soul Singles chart, and the Billboard 200. So she's on top of the album chart, the Hot 100 chart, and the Hot Soul Singles chart, the one that you had, hmm. you cover, Brandon. So it's big for her. July 21st, Disco dominated the Billboard Hot 100 chart with the first six spots, beginning with Donna Summer's Bad Girls, and seven of the chart's top ten, ten songs ending that week. So... It's just disco dominance continuing. July 28th, Aerosmith and Ted Nugent headline the World Series of Rock. <laughs> Wait, what is this? Wait, the World Series of Rock at Municipal Stadium, Cleveland, Ohio. Also on the bill are Journey, Thin Lizzy, ACDC, and Scorpions. All right, so that's just a stadium full of assholes. <laughs> uh, <if laughs> following the concert, Aerosmith guitarist Joe Perry quits the group after an argument with bandmates. Ooh, damn. Peace, Joe Perry. He comes back. Then they get sober. And their music becomes worse. July 31st, 250,000. I don't know. Jaded is one of my favorites. I, I, do, I know. I think we talked about that on the show. I love that song, too. Uh, 250. And some of their 80s music is pretty good. Some of, some it's of fun. it. It's fun. It's fun. 250,000 turnout in Central Park for a free concert by James Taylor in a campaign to restore Sheep Meadow. 250,000 people in Central Park to see James Taylor. That's huge. It's like a Bonnaroo crowd, huh? <laughs> Ready? Yep. Sheik is back. With good times. Good shit. Good shit. Good shit. Freak uh, out! Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think did, I said it, was it last year or 78 where I said that like I'm like the chic stuff. I don't love as much. Like it's just it's so it's produced so well, but it just doesn't. It's too good. It's, it's like, like too, too clean. Uh, I clean, think I said clean is what you said. Yeah, that, that makes sense. They're they know what they're doing in the studio. They know how to make songs sound like a hit song. Um, but yeah, it's not it's not unique enough. It's 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 generic disco, kind of. But it's good. I mean, I don't think it is generic disco. It doesn't actually. feel, yeah. You know why? Because I think the way I look at it is that it's more band based than yeah. it is like a song based. Right. It's more groove based almost. So to me, it's like I All hear right. how prominent the guitar, bass, and drums are, which is what the focus of Chic is. And like other songs, like you kind of said, the focus is, is the melody and the sweepiness of it. This is like more like, I don't know. I think it is unique. The baseline, amazing. I guess it's also like an overplayed thing too. It probably is overplayed. I think it's. Yeah. What, I think it's what. Um. Yeah. Like I've just heard this so much. I think the thing that I've always kind of maybe disconnected with it is like the group vocals. I just don't love. Yeah, I don't like, love the vocals. I just either. don't love the sound of that. It just makes me. I don't know why. But like they like, to me like they wrote so many so many songs that have like this unique sound. 
like uh, the songs for Diana Ross, the songs for yeah. Sister Sledge, and right. shit like that. There's, so to me, it's like there was a there was like the disco out. chart songs by them that were just like better than this too. Oh, the, yeah. the one Yowza Yowza Yowza, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was fucking awesome. I know it's a cool song. Yeah, like the, there's other cool things they're doing. Yeah, this the, one, the verse is kind of stupid in this thing. And then this is Rapper's Delight, right? Yeah, like yeah. I think it serves better as a template for for rap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is like the rap template song. <laughs> this is a rap template song. That's yeah, they funny. they have cool stuff. It's just yeah that that stuff in particular and is a little. Um, I think I, I said sterile. Maybe is that what I said? <laughs> maybe I like La Freak better than that one. I think. Uh freak out. I like Freak out a little better than Good Times. Those two ones I'm not like really that into, but I like the other stuff is really cool. Yeah, but I mean the baseline is amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah, cool. it's classic. I guess. If this was the first time I heard this song, I'd probably love it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, if this is the first time I heard that song, I'd be like, oh, this is sweet. How many times have you heard that loop? Like, yeah. Yeah, that's, thousands. that's, that's the it issue. Just, and yeah. it, for, it, maybe it's similar like with you with other songs, Dan. It just, I immediately think of weddings. Right. There's that too. Yeah. It's, it's banquety. Uh, yeah. It's banquety. <laughs> and I know it's not that song, but it also makes me think of The Birdcage. Oh, uh, okay. Because isn't it weird? They do We Are Family. Uh, when they walk out, yeah, right, yeah, but that's that's not chic. I know, <laughs> but, it, but it just makes me think of that. Yeah, um, <laughs> birdcage, definitely that vibe. <laughs> um, I love the birdcage. Great, Agador. We can uh, let me read. Let me read August news because this next song covers all of September. Um, August twenty fifth, really quick. Okay, this is news about the next song. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Should I read it? Yeah. All right, play the song. I'll read this. This is My Sharona by The Knack saying, fuck you to disco. Six weeks at number one. Um, This hits number one. It's the first time in over a year. Okay. This is the, okay. This is the news segment that is a straight up opinion that is not true. Okay. Okay. Uh, This is what I wanted to read. So. This is the first time in over a year that a song hits number one that is not either a disco song or a ballad. Not true. We just listened to What a Fool Believes, and I can name probably like five other examples where yeah. that's not true. Like, this it's, is just it's the other, first yeah. like straight up rock song. Yeah, I'll yeah. say it's the first straight up rock song. Well, maybe. What, what about Bad Girls? Or, uh, no, uh, hot, stuff? hot stuff. No, hot stuff is pretty rocking it's, too. Yeah. It is, but it still has like that four to the floor like vibe. Right. But I mean, I get what they're saying, but the way they positioned it is just false. It's, it's yeah, it's yeah. yeah. It's and misleading. like oversimplifying. And there's stuff. also soft rock songs that I wouldn't call ballads or disco. Right, right, right. But what a fool believes is, I think, a definitely better, a better not example. a ballad. It's, it's neither. Yeah. yeah. Um, signaling the potential resurgence of rock. That's what it says. <laughs> but yeah, that's what that's what this song is famous for. So. Huh. This will always make me think of y- you guys because of band too. Like, was like we played this. Uh, like, did we? Or maybe, maybe you guys. May, that was freshman year, so maybe you didn't do it. But we. This was like a big pep band song. Oh, really? Actually, I feel like I remember doing this. Oh one, yeah, the pep band. yeah, I can hear yeah. horns. So, removing that because like for a while, I think maybe when I thought of this song, I kind of just like put it out of my head. Yeah. But I, I do like it. Yeah. I, I think it's fun. It's. I, um, I, like I think if it was like a a song I discovered now by like a band that I've been like getting into like from the eighties like yeah. their catalog I'd be like oh yeah this is cool yeah it's tough to hate it I mean it's too catchy like it's yeah, it's so fun 
I remember seeing a VH1 show about like what is it actually about? Uh, like, yeah. is it about a car, a girl, or his dick? His dick, yeah, that's the big debate. My dick. Uh, Weird Al, my Bologna. Right, dude, my Bologna. I remember that. It was like his first hit, first big hit. Dave, we haven't said much about this one. Yeah, this is almost as badass as that rock band Jet. <laughs> no, I'm I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> this is like human. To me, it's like human Devo. It's got that mechanical okay. beat and riff, but humans are operating the machine instead of like <laughs> machines acting autonomously, yeah. which is what Devo is. That's really good, human Devo. Uh, and I really do like. Okay, here's okay. This guitar solo here is definitely superfluous. So I focus on them trying to go like we're not like just like punky, like we're like very proficient guitar players. Right. So this is a little superfluous, but the song at its core is very very good. Yeah. Yeah. This part sounds like yeah, it's like a simple plan or something. Like, I don't yeah. know. Like it sounds, <laughs> it sounds like kind of like, like that solo yeah. is bad. Yeah. yeah the it's other just solo is better. It's fucking awesome actually. The yeah. other solo. Like, the guitar tones and this song is like. It's just played out to the point where I can't. I don't, you know, I I do, I lost appreciation for it, but the song is very different. Yeah. This part, yeah, it's like this American part sounds Pie like, like yeah, like two thousands, like right there. Yeah. It is actually pretty like ahead of its time. And there. the woos are fucking amazing yeah. sounding. The, yeah. Like yeah. the yeah, the hook is Woo! great. The first guitar solo is cool. Yeah, it's a cool. It's an interesting song. It's a very unique. Herky, song. jerky, horny, primal. Do they have any other hits? The knack? Nah. I don't think so. Wow. I know I have this album downstairs on vinyl, and, and I've never listened to it. Maybe I'll spin it. Oh. Bro, they ended disco and then left. <laughs> I can't believe how big of a hit it was, too. It's huge. Yeah. The biggest song of the year, right? Uh, Week-wise, I think so. Yeah. Six weeks. Something else Something else was six weeks. I don't know. All right. <laughs> Read all your goddamn news. All right. September news, because that covered all of September. September 2nd, U2 enters the studio for the first time to record a locally released single. They have U2? Every, they, so the Wikipedia Music News has every single piece of U2 news is always included. <laughs> like any minor U2 event, kind of with what they do with Kiss, right? Uh, U2 is always a part of it as well. Some U2 fan is Some U2 fan is editing, yeah. exactly. Bono yeah. buys his first pair of legendary sunglasses. Right, yeah, exactly. It's always like stupid shit. Yeah, so... September 17th, Ontario Court of Appeals rejects a government appeal against the previous year's sentencing of Keith Richards, which allowed him to avoid jail time for his 1977 arrest in Toronto for heroin possession. So they reject, mm, I don't know. Heroin twice in the news. Yep. September 19th through the 23rd, Musicians United for Safe Energy, the acronym is MUSE, <laughs> stages a series of five no-nukes concerts at Madison Square Garden. Jackson Brown, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, Bruce Springsteen, and the E Street Band, Bonnie Raitt, Tom Petty, James Taylor, and Carly Simon are among the participants. So that's that's a pretty cool show. September 27th, Elton John, Elton J, uh, collapses on stage at the Universal Amphitheater in Los Angeles County, California, while performing Better Off Dead. He collapses while performing Better Off Dead. That's just showmanship. Yeah, he was, he was doing a show. He refuses to stop the show and resumes playing 15 minutes later. Badass, wow. badass. <laughs> All right, let's go into October with this forgetful song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Robert John. <laughs> hey, it's me, Bob John. Hey, it's me, Bob John. 
Bob John. Get a more memorable name, dude. Robert Bobby John. John. Sad Eyes. This has not stuck around. I mean, do you guys think this song has stuck around? I don't never know. Never heard show. it before. Yeah, never heard this song. Never heard of this guy or this song. Sounds dated. Sounds like they're trying to do BG shit. Yeah. It's like uh, 70s Frankie Valley runoff. Yeah, that's a good point. Runoff. <laughs> runoff. Got that Valley runoff. Yeah. But it should it should have charted like earlier on. Yeah. It's weird that it charted now. People were nostalgic for 70s Valley. Yeah. I, I, the chorus is not bad, though. Yeah. No, it's not like this awful song. It's just I'll never remember this and I'll never return to it. And more Glock. I, like, I like it. I like the Glock. Yeah. Reminds me of uh, Spring Springsteen. It reminds me of a song. Ooh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. It actually reminds me a little bit of a song that we're going to hear coming up. Oh. Um, okay. And uh, a Starship song that we did, like Sarah, maybe? Oh, yeah. I know it's so, yes. But yeah. there's one that we're going to be talking about later that it reminds me of. So. Okay, yeah. Um, can we move on, though? Yeah, let's move yeah. on. All right, here we go. All right. Most controversial thing we'll ever do on this show. Oh, boy. As oh, Dave said, nice. yeah, as yeah. Dave called him the ghost of Dan and Bray yeah. presents. <laughs> that couldn't be more accurate. We've been avoiding. <sighs> now we can announce, guys, next month is Michael Jackson month. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming it's back. back. Oh, We're going back man. to our We roots. renewed it for a third uh, year in a row. We uh, polled the audience. Uh, yeah. They <laughs> so it's Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, Michael Jackson. Just want to get this out of the love way Love the now. title. Love the title. It's one of my favorite Michael Jackson songs. I've always loved this one. Yeah. It is an overplayed one. I fucking love it, though. It was... At one point, it was in my top five Michael Jackson songs. I don't know if I would put it there now, but I, I really, really love this one. Rock With You, probably a little better. But, yeah, me too. Uh, I love Rock With You better. But that's 1980, which we covered a couple years mm-hmm. ago, or a year or two ago. Um, Same album, though. So... All right, so what do we want to do here? <laughs> so the thing with... Uh, we, so, we we kind of knew that there was never really going to be a chance like for culture to cancel Michael. Like, yeah. It's just not going to happen. Um, no, he'll never be canceled. Um, I don't know that he necessarily should be canceled, but we all watched the documentary together. The fi- fi- I want to say Finding Neverland. That's not what it's called. That's, that's, a Johnny that's, Depp that's movie. the Johnny Depp movie. <laughs> Is it Losing Neverland? Leaving, leaving Neverland. Lo- leaving it. Okay. Um, we all watched part one together. It was a tough watch, to yeah. say the least. Um, wasn't great. Um, certainly not one of these people that just watched it and was like, "This is bullshit. It's not true." We're certainly not in that camp. Um, but there is an intense internet collective <laughs> of people that don't believe any of it is true. Read the Reddit community. There's a documentary coming out by um, nephew, uh, nephew, and of Michael Jackson, and they're interviewing the bodyguards of Michael that are saying, right. "No way, this is true. We were around him all the time. Uh-huh. There's no way any of this stuff could have happened." So those things are out there. Would those things exist for any other artist? I don't know. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Would anybody put any effort into stuff like that if it were any other person? I don't know. Yeah. It's him. He's the biggest star of all time. So that's I think that's a big part of why those things exist. Right. Uh, people yeah. don't want. I think, you know what? The same thing would happen if, like, stories came out about Paul McCartney. People, yeah. People would do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's, another, that's the only other example I can The really thing is, yeah. I guess, in terms of how... It, it, I, I think it, I think it's wrong to just say that even if the stuff didn't happen, 
he did a lot of problematic shit. Yeah. Regardless of, of course. what is true and what's not. And I think everybody igno- like needs to acknowledge that. Yeah. But I, I, I guess it's just hard going forward. With, like, no, like you're gonna you hear the songs all the time. Yeah. Out and about. It's gonna be. It's gonna stay a part of culture. So I guess. We're ch- and especially because he's dead, like we, I, I, I agree with our choice to like keep R. Kelly off the show. Like I think that's the way. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a monster. He's on trial currently. Mm-hmm. I'd say, I'm gonna say right now, I think it's okay to analyze and talk about and just maybe not necessarily celebrate. Celebrate. I don't know, but analyze, dissect, talk about Michael Jackson's music. I think is okay. I stand by that. Yeah. Especially in the context of this show. Um. Mostly because he's dead. <laughs> he's been dead for like, 10 I'm years. Not saying what, if he did those things, I'm not saying he's okay and he's a good dude. <clears> but, I mean, I think to dissect somebody's art that's dead, I think is okay. Right. Yeah, I think he's dead. I think he did it. And <laughs> you, think, you, you think he's dead? I think he's dead. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, a collective of people on the internet that think he's still alive. People right? think but he's not. That, oh, it, yeah. that I, is a thing. Yeah. I actually one of the believers of him being dead uh, for 10 years. <laughs> I think he did do those things because it's... Uh, it's just too much like there's too much evidence that would lead towards it and people and people that were in his room said that it happened to them so I believe that it happened but the one thing I will say is like I don't feel as uncomfortable listening to this music just because it's pre that weird thing to say but he's been making music since he was a child right so I don't know if I feel the same way like listening to like oh this is weird listening to Ben it's like Michael Jackson Right, was a ten-year-old kid when he recorded that. Yeah, but like bad stuff when, specifically when that stuff's going on, like bad era. I don't know. I feel a little uncomfortable. And Thriller, I feel a little uncomfortable. This one, I don't feel as much. But it that's how I feel about it. I know everybody is different, but that's I kind of feel like off the wall is his last untouchable album. For me, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I will always feel weird. We played Billie Jean at the wedding. Didn't like it. Oh, at your wedding too, Billie Jean was played. I can't fully like get lost yeah, in it or any any of that stuff. So. I wanted to bring that up. I I told the DJ I didn't really feel comfortable having Michael Jackson celebrated or played in my wedding, yeah. like I had previously thought I wanted. Yeah. Then we watched a documentary. Then I went to the DJ. I was like, I don't think I could do it. I feel too weird about it. Yeah. And he played it anyway because I, I think my dad got it in his ear. Right. <laughs> and, and, which and, I get and wanted it played, but yeah, which I understand, you know, but. And people, some yeah. people are able to do it, listen to Billie Jean and not feel mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. Me, me, because we're such big fans, or I, I, I don't feel comfortable listening to it. Really, or I, I mean, I can listen to it, but I'm never going to be fully lost no. in the music yeah. and appreciate no, it. No, I don't feel the same way. Um, Personally. I think for, I think we even mentioned this maybe before all this stuff started bubbling back up to the surface, but... I'm past the point of where I just like put Michael on anyway, just for enjoyment. Like yeah. I've yeah, listened to sure. it so much in my life yeah. that if anything, off the wall would be something that I would like throw on. Right, yeah. right, right. But everything else, like it's just kind of just stuck in my brain. Yeah. So I don't. Right. It's not like I'm like, oh, I can't listen to. Yeah, I don't need to return Dangerous to it. today. Yeah. Even though I mean, I would love to hear. I can't let her get away. I love I that song. Yeah. But. Yeah. No, there's. So, I mean, also there's amazing songs, but I. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. So there it is on the charts. That's his first um, appearance, like in his like new solo career, like with Quincy and. The lyric is yeah. "Keep up with the force, don't stop." Do you know that? Star Wars. Yeah, what the fuck is he talking Star about? Star Wars is big around this Keep time. Keep up with the force. 
it's what is it? Star Wars. How's, is it, how's the time. phrasing go? Keep up with the force. Don't stop. Don't stop till you get enough. Keep up with the force. Don't stop. Yeah. Weird. It's Star, um, Star Wars shit. My other favorite yeah, memory, he, definitely, because Star Wars is big around this. Yeah. Time. Yeah. My my other favorite memory associated with this song is in uh, Rush Hour Two. When oh yeah. Chris Tucker is singing it at the bar, and uh, in the middle of it, he's like Jamon Lee. Like he's like screaming to Jackie yeah, Chan. Yeah, I love that stuff. Oh, so funny. I def- definitely didn't know the words until like, like when I was younger. Yeah. Like this is one of those songs I definitely just mumbled. Is that? Yeah. I thought it was like Post Office. Get up. With the don't stop. Post. With the don't stop. Uh, I think it was like keep keep up with the don't stop. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Bye, Michael. <laughs> For the last time. <laughs> We just, we just I also p- oh. believe he's dead, but I believe he died later. We just passed the 10-year anniversary <laughs> of his death also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, so this might be the f- second example. I think we. D- I think this happened also. Rise by Herb Alpert, where we have the original song and the song that sampled it, both at number one, and we talked about both of them. Yeah. On board bills. Okay. I don't know if there's another time. Where th- that might have happened another time, but Biggie... Um, sorry. Hypnotize. <laughs> hypnotize. <laughs> but, uh, Notorious B.I.G. Hypnotize, which we talked about in 90, whatever episode, 96, 97. Was our collective. I think it was 97. 97 yeah. was with Blaze. Our fi- yeah, our, with Blaze. Our collective favorite song, number yep. one, sampled this. Um, it, it samples a specific part. Yeah. Go to cut to 320. That's what we're all here for. Yeah. That's what we're all here for. Yeah. 320. There you go. Yeah, right there. Yeah. That was a nice laughing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Different song. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, Interestingly, looking at this list now that I think about it, this year may have the most albums I incidentally have on vinyl oh, just from collecting over oh, time. Really? Like, I have her, but I have this uh, off the wall, the knack. Um, uh, the sticks one like the eagles like they're just like finding them in like thrift stores and in crates well, so what do you guys think of this as a song an instrumental uh so this is this reminds me of, of, of swat which we previously covered yeah uh, yeah because the song is better with a rap over it the song is better with a rap over it yeah probably yeah it's kind of a it's not a bad instrumental but there's not interesting stuff. to focus on yeah yeah i think it's a little weird that it's song that this song hit number one i can tell you why I was curious. Yeah. So after this, this was released, famous for sure. I've heard that I got an. Okay, this song got an unexpected boost when it was used in a critical scene in the TV series General Hospital. Ah. The, the scene was this: the rape of Laura by Luke. Oh my, oh my god. god. Um, Anthony Geary, who played Luke, suggested the song to the series music director. This is crazy. The the song was repeated several times a week for a short period afterward until the storyline changed to make Luke and Laura a romantic couple. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's so also, bad. this is like a romantic-sounding song that you use it during a rape scene? Yeah, that's... Fucking that's weird. Very weird. And that's why this this hit number one because yeah. it was associated with, with the show. With General Hospital, yeah. Holy shit. So, anyway, uh, Herb's nephew, Randy Badass... 
Albert? His name is ba- his is his real name B A D A Z Z Albert. Oh my god! I don't know if that's like a family name or is this like a stage name. That sounds badass. <laughs> he wrote he wrote this song. That's amazing. Andy okay. Dan, Palmer. the reason the trumpet part. I mean, he that's like what Herb Albert is. He's a trumpet, trumpet player. player. Yeah, that's a, that part I knew. Like I was famous. Well, and obviously the Biggie sample, but right there. So sick. That's a really cool. Yeah. I mean, it, it is awesome. It, it's it's great. It's one of the best samples of all time, honestly. All right. Did you use that in your Bad power hours? Um, I don't know if I used that one now. Okay. It's great. Two weeks of number one. Um, so General oh, Hospital had a herb. Of, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Multiple herbs. No peaches. Um, <laughs> There's only one bit of news in October. General um, Hospital had a lot of pull back then. What yeah. do you mean? Just because of it being on that show, it was number one. Soaps, man. That's crazy to think about. Soaps. Soaps, man. Mm-hmm. Soaps, man. Gotta watch my stories. Uh, October 10th, Joe Perry officially leaves Aerosmith. <laughs> oh. So he left the band after that one concert. Now he's he's done. Perry's done. He couldn't <laughs> He couldn't have been gone for long. No. I think they needed to sober Just till the bit. next concert. Ten years. <laughs> yeah. He just so like went. He just went home. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then he went. To the, get back together. It's late eighties, right? When their resurgence come. I think like mid eighties, like eighty six or something like yeah, that. Yeah, maybe. Because what are their eighties hits? Dude looks like a lady. No, uh, loving an elevator. Dude looks like a lady's eighties. Yeah, it was a Ms. Doubtfire. Okay, so I thought it came <laughs> out. I thought it came out around that time in the nineties. Uh, think again, buddy. I think it's a song that came out for the movie. Ms. <laughs> <laughs> no, no I, the I song definitely inspired an 80s the song. movie. Oh, I didn't know it was an 80s song. Um, Jane's Got a Gun is 80s. Yeah. I think like Rag, yeah, Ragdoll, Rag Loving Doll. an Elevator. Oh, those are all 80s Living songs. on the Edge. He returns in 85. Okay. Living on the Edge. <laughs> Living on the Elevator. All right. All right, can we move on? Let's go to November. Oh, this song sounds great. By Ooh. M. <laughs> so by on the <laughs> Billboard website, it's attributed to the artist um, who is James Bond's. Uh, <laughs> uh, the person that James Bond you. reports to. Nice. Uh, M. Uh, Pop music with a Z and a K. Um, but on yeah, so Spotify, it's also attributed to Robin Scott. Okay. I think right. it's. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Can I tell you just my first thought here? I want to publicly say on this show, Huey Lewis, you, could, you yeah. can fuck off a little bit. Yeah. For suing Ray Parker when you stole your shit from M. It's the same shit. Yeah. It's what? the same song. Huey Lewis in the news sued Ray Parker oh, Jr. Baseline. for Ghostbusters because he stole their shit. They stole their shit from this song. It's the same shit. Yeah. Dun, 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 I never dun, noticed dun, that. Dun, dun, dun. I noticed it listening to this. So it this sounds exactly like that. cooler than both those fucking it things. It is. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying publicly. Yeah. You guys know how much I love Huey Lewis. I'm publicly saying now on the show. Shame on Huey you. Huey Lewis, fuck off That's a why bit. you read the news. That's right. <laughs> this is 80s. I know. This is not even 70s. <laughs> it's cool. Uh, it reminds me of Video Killed the Radio Star. Yeah. Like, the same shit. Ste- yeah, like B-52s, all very, that stuff. It's very Devo. It's very Devo. Very Devo. Yeah. Weird that this hit number one. Yeah. That's a um, weird one. But yeah, I always assume this was like 81 or 82. And the uh, theme could, song, could the not... pop-up video. Based. 
based on this. Oh one. yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh. I think, right? You're right. I think it is based on this. Pop up video. I think it's based on this song. Pretty sure. Probably. We should play that. (laughs) It sounds like this. Yeah. I like the. uh, I don't think it is. New York, London, Paris, Munich. Like the uh, Munich and music is cool. Oh yeah. Cool rhyme. Brandon, you gonna play uh, pop up video? You curious now? Or you just like pop. Pop up video. I think I thought it was based on that. Nah, it's not. But they they do a similar thing with the pop pop. Yeah. Pop pop music. Pop 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 pop. pop <laughs> <video>. <laughs> uh, I love pop. Are they talking video. about pop music or pop music? Music or music? Tracy Chapman would marry her guitar. Pop video. Pop. Why was Thomas Dolby like slow down? Pop video. Maybe not that much, but it reminded me. I mean, they're both saying. Pop staccato the same way. Alright, maybe not that much. But <laughs> maybe a little inspiration. A little inspiration. Alright, moving on. Alright. Do you have news? Uh, no, no. Did you have anything to say? No. I thought maybe Dave did. Boop, boop. Uh, heartache tonight of the Eagles. One week at number one, November tenth. Um, this is like it's too country for like I this like is country. I, I, yes, yes it is. I guess it is country. Yes it is. I never thought about that. It's I don't like when the Eagles do this when they go too country. I I I, I don't like this song. This is more like stupid ass steakhouse steakhouse <laughs> than uh, country. I think stupid ass steakhouse. Yeah, this is country. Come on. But uh, Texas Roadhouse, you know? That's country. Country ass. It's country rock. Yeah, country rock. It's grilled chard. You can't tell me you hear this chorus and don't think. And that guitar. No, it's much more bluesy than country. All right, fine. Yeah, but it's Roadhouse blues. It's like (laughs) country-inspired blues. Yeah, I don't like this. They should have been past writing a thing like this in their career. I think Dave likes this one. You like this one, don't you, Dave? I kind of like it. (laughs) Sucks. It's not that good. I I think it's not good, but it's a goof off, and you can tell they're not taking it seriously, so it's kind of fun. But it's not a good song, like compared to what they've done at this point. I think it's inappropriate they wrote this at this time in their career. What do you mean? Oh, because Hotel California they've written so many amazing, yeah. amazing songs at this point. Yeah. Now they're doing this shit. It was a popular song. They cashed out. <laughs> they cashed out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> cashed out. Yeah, cashed out, yeah. Uh, so Bob Seeger wrote the chorus. Okay, you know, I'm looking at this. It's kind of a rough end to the year. Yeah. It's kind of like not the strongest well, end of this year, I think. But we'll get there. Dan, so Bob Seeger wrote this chorus over the phone or something like that. <laughs> really? They are like, it was, uh, I think, J.D. Souther and Glenn, Glenn Fry jammed out. And wrote the like the core of the song, and then Bob Seger heard it and was like, "Oh, we should make this the chorus." Heartache tonight. <laughs> it sounds like Bob Seger. He sings in the background too, I think. Okay. During the chorus. Yeah. So if you don't consider Bob Seger country, then this isn't country, then I guess. I didn't think of it as country. That's not the first thing that came to my head. It was like Roadhouse Blues. Roadhouse Blues. I guess I just associate everything in the South as country to me. <laughs> Except for Southern rap. Shit is great. Country. Atlanta shit is great. 
Uh, we, we can move on. Another one weaker squeaker coming up. That steakhouse, it sounds like it's going to be a heartburn tonight with this that steakhouse feel. <laughs> heartburn. Heartburn tonight. That would have been funnier. Yeah. It's going to be a heartburn you, tonight. Like, it's just a song about eating an enormous steak. <laughs> <laughs> More appropriate with the sounds. Rare. Commodores, it's still another like forgettable. Yeah, stupid like, Lionel shit. Still ballad. writing boring ballads, huh? Yeah. What was the other one? I don't remember the Stale. name of the other one. What was the name of the other one? I don't even remember. I don't even remember. The other Commodore shit besides Brickhouse, which didn't hit number one. Uh, I would prefer this song if the song you itself was still, as in not moving and making boring sounds. <laughs> yeah. It's, why even do this? Lionel, talented dude. Boring, man. Good songwriter, but boring. Lame. He's, no, on. he's probably the lamest ballad writer. Yeah. Balladeer. Did you, did you, are you guys, were you guys more into his 80s ballads than this stuff? Better than yeah. 70s. Like, like, like Hello? Like, like Hello, Hello is yeah. better. Okay. It's so lame. Still lame. But it's Still. definitely better than this. Yeah. This is just so lame. This reminds me of some of like the Michael stuff that we make fun of. Yeah, like imagine Michael singing this. It sound like <laughs> like childhood. Yeah, yeah. It just reminds Fuck me this. of that. It really does. <laughs> this is too lame for I my. Think, for I my think cool I knew this song. Did you guys know this song? Yeah, I think I, think I knew this. Yeah. One. yeah, no. All right, I guess we can move on then. This song was covered by Cantonese. Uh, but sorry, this song was covered in Cantonese by Hong Kong singer Alan Tam. And the title was My Heart Is Only You. So you decided to change a couple things. Loose translation. My Heart Is Only You. Still. Still. All right. That's a, that shit's too lame for me. Yeah. It's not I'm great. so cool. All right. All right. Barbara and Donna. Yes. No more tears. Enough is enough. Barbara Streisand and Donna Summer, to be clear. Yeah. <sighs> not... I don't know who else. I can't think of anything. Barbara Walters. Barbara Walters and, <laughs> and Donna. And my mom, Donna. <laughs> Donna from Twin Peaks. <laughs> so this is another example of what's the other song that changed from Great Ballad to Disco? There was another song that you hated that it did that. Oh, oh. no. It wasn't Ballad to Disco. It was Sex Groove to Disco. Sex Groove and to Disco. And that was Deanna Ross. Yes, thank you. I was you. disappointed in her. That's what I was This saying. is Ballad. This is like this kind of a very classic summer template but you ballad to disco oh, that's summer but i'm happy with the change here yeah yeah okay good i thought you wouldn't be i thought no i yeah no i do this like is this straight up this is just way more barbara streisand sounding and then it becomes donna summer sounding. i like yeah. this though in the beginning yeah i like this beginning though. me too yeah. i don't dislike it but it yeah. gets better it's sweeping yeah also you know like they did that nursery rhyme uh Reference, it's raining, it's pouring. Yeah. It's like kind of a different type of nursery crib. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because she like cribbed a nursery rhyme. Right. Instead of like a crib in a nursery. Okay. <laughs> it's a whole different type of nursery Very crib. Very nice. I was listening to this thinking like, wait, did... This is so dumb. I was like, wait, did Barbara Streisand come or up with it's, it's raining, it's pouring? pouring. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that too a little bit. But then, yeah, you pointed out it's like a big, it's like a major Class, nursery it's rhyme. It's a major. Cousin. Yeah, major. Okay, this is like the precursor to bombastic power diva disco tracks like I Need a Hero and It's Raining Men. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, it's just amped up, full like kind of camp. Yeah. Ah, this is good. Yeah, it's... um. 
it's funny that she gives uh, Babs. You take the boring shit. Let me, yeah. Let, let, yeah. Let me, let me, yeah. Like, I'll come in and I'll bring the house down. Yeah. You you warm the you warm the audience up a little bit. I'll come in and I'll bring the house down with uh, the enough is enough part. Ah, really cool. Yeah, it's great. Great disco song. Um, this is the third Babs duet. We heard Neil Diamond last year. Right, right. And of course, we heard that amazing album cover duet with her and Chris Christopherson. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The uh, Lady Gaga. <laughs> it wasn't a singing duet. It was an album cover duet. Right. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't what song was a duet that was uh, from A Star Is Born? Wasn't that a duet? No. It was just her. Mm-hmm. Evergreen. Yeah. That wasn't a duet. No. It was okay. Just her solo. Album cover duet. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I love this part. But do you feel it's raining men? Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, we can move on. This one I never knew, too. Yeah, I didn't know this. I knew that I knew... Enough is enough. Enough is enough. No, no, no. Like, from th- that little piece, I knew. Like, that chorus. Yeah. But the rest of this, the beginning of the song, I didn't know There's a lot of parts in that, too. Like, it, mo- it, it moves yeah, it around a lot. Going. Yeah. All right, read I'm the November news. I'm still not familiar with it. All right. <laughs> You guys getting uncomfortable in here? Yeah, it's a little hot in here. Yeah, we haven't figured out the airflow yet of the new, yeah, <laughs> of the new studio. Summer's gonna be. That's yeah. right. It'll be better in the fall. November, November third, Donna Summer again becomes the first female artist to have five top ten hits in the same year. Five top. You keep 10 repeating hits. the same news, right? This is different. <laughs> this is a different thing. I said song to album okay. stuff. I said various top chart three. stuff. This is five top ten hits in the same year. First we female, get it. First She's female good. artist to do that. I don't think you guys really appreciate her, though. You don't get Love it. Love her. November 16th, Infinity Records is shut down and absorbed into parent company MCA. Well, guess, it, guess it wasn't uh, Infinity <laughs> yeah. after all. That's right. <laughs> I thought they'd last forever, right, Dan? Right, Dave. <laughs> Um, right, Dan. Right, Dave. <laughs> Here's for a new segment. Right, Dan. Right, Dave. Okay, guys. I've got um, another news segment about somebody that comes up in the news a lot. Donna Summer. <laughs> God. It's more Donna Summer. Stuff. What season is it? <laughs> Donna, Wait, I, some, it sounds like summer. Summer's infinite. Yeah. With d- this news cycle, Infinity Summer, November seventeenth. Right, Dan. Uh, <laughs> right, Dave. <laughs> Donna Summer, for a second time, has oh. two songs, Dim All the Lights, oh, yes. number two, oh and God, No More Tears, Enough is Enough with Barbara Dean Streisand, number shit. three, in the top three of the Billboard Hot 100, and the first female to have five top five hits Jesus in the same Christ. year. Oh. It's just like different Who ways cares? of saying the same stuff. Yeah, sorry. Okay. Hold on. I can move past Donna Summer now. November 24th, with No More Tears, Enough is Enough hitting the top spot, Donna Summer becomes the first female artist to score three number one singles in a calendar year on the Billboard Hot 100 charts. First female artist to score three number one singles in a calendar year on the Billboard Hot 100 charts. Thank you. Okay. Is that true? That seems like absurd. I know. But it's true. November 30th, Pink Floyd releases The Wall, Dave. It is Rock's most... Okay. Here's the piece that I said off the air that... This is a straight-up opinion. And I don't know how you could put this on a factual page like Wikipedia, <laughs> but it's a straight-up opinion that somebody puts. You ready? Let's see if you guys agree with this. It is Rock's most well-known concept album. 
Uh, yeah, it you, should say one of. It says Rock's most, most. well-known concept Yeah, that's an opinion. Couldn't Sergeant Pepper's be Yeah, Sergeant Pepper, yeah. I think it, it should be one of. It just says most well-known. Yeah. And one of the best-selling albums of all time. So that can't, that's true. can't argue, that, can't can't argue, argue that. that. It is also the last album recorded with the lineup of David Gilmore, Roger Waters, Nick Mason, and Richard Wright. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to December. Close out the year with the two more songs. Timur. I have a soft spot for this song. You Sticks, would. Sticks, uh, babe. Sticks just makes me think of Adam Sandler. Huh? Because in the movie Big Daddy, he does like a, a scene where he says Sticks are his favorite band. I'm sorry. Just makes me think of Adam Sticks? Sandler. Sticks? Okay. <laughs> I'm not, I, I don't like love this song, but I, I, don't, I don't hate it. Babe. Babe. Um... They annoy me a little bit. Their sound annoys me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it I does. I don't hate it. It does to me. T- Dan, I think you had a point with that Leo Sayer, Sayer song sounding like Sticks, which I didn't really think about, but definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yes. But I like the Leo Sayer, Sayer thing more. Oh, yeah. What was that song again? When uh, I Need You. Yeah. I love that song. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's also Manilow-ish a little bit. Yeah, it is. His voice is always he's his voice has always been my least favorite part. Like of when I listen to this stuff, I like gang vocals. You love but the it's keyboard. Like... <laughs> <laughs> he loves the electric keyboard. <laughs> oh man, starting to get delirious in here. Yeah, <laughs> like I could I could see it. Yeah, to peek to give the audience a peek behind the uh, uh, nylon curtain. <laughs> Um, everybody in here is like losing steam and it's very delirious and like out of it from the heat. Yeah, we're all kind of sitting and slouching. Um, yeah, see, like this bad th- sound. It it remi- I know it's a different thing, but it reminds me of like Journey and like the bands I kind of hate. It does. Yeah. It does. It like, does. Yeah, it's a bad sound. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad sound. I don't hate this though. It's but, like yeah. Like I it's, hate, it's I hate lame Journey. I don't, I don't hate this. I, I love lame, but it's kind of lame. I don't like this for part, some reason. Part. It's just right on the cusp of, being, of something I would like, but I don't like it. Right. Okay. Right. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. I like when Leo Sayer does it, but when they do do it, I don't. <laughs> Brandon, you don't have to hold back, man. You love it. It's okay. You're you allowed, to, lo- soft you're, spot you're for allowed it. to love it. I have a soft spot for There's it. There's been plenty of stuff I've loved that yeah. you guys hate, and yeah. vice versa. Yeah. No, I, I think it's I think it's a better song than it's executed. Like I think like I wish it was done by somebody else. There's okay. so, there's something very theatery about them, but they're yeah, not like epic enough. Like that's the thing. Like <laughs> you know, like that's yeah. what I think I don't like about it. It's, it feels like musical theater, theater yeah. like uh, rock opera, right? But they don't do it as strong as other people. Um, yeah, come a, sail away a, was like my eighth grade graduation. I song. know. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, I knew a lot of you guys liked that song. Yeah, yeah, that song was probably better than this one. It definitely oh, yeah. is better, but also it's a bad sound. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually <laughs> I would pick listening to this over "Come Sail Away." Over "Come Sail Away." Now that I think about it, all right. And then we have "Escape," which we kind of talked about in the first like two episode years ago, of probably. Bills. Yeah, because it carries it, over. It was not board bills at the time. No, no. it was tracks on tracks. It was tracks on tracks. Special edition. Yeah. Cause this, yeah, because this carries over to 1980. Uh, we could talk about it, though. I don't really remember the conversation. Yeah. Um, I think I said I always thought it was Barry Manilow. Um, There's a very interesting story about this song that I read. Go ahead, Uh So this originally was a different song. 
with all these different chords and all this shit. But he didn't like the way it was going. So he just took the like first 16 bars of the song and looped it and wrote a new song to a different he wrote a new song to a different song that he originally wrote okay. and recorded. Okay. That's why it loops like that. And the way he talked about it made me like appreciate it more because he's like, it has to be so lyrically driven because it's going to be boring if it's just the same thing cycling over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah, it's just the same rhythm. It's literally a loop. Yeah. And then he added the overdub stuff on it. Okay. Which is interesting to think yeah, about. Yeah. It's like actually kind of... Uh, uh, innovative or before it's time and yeah. it, it's and it's what it's kind of way? like that like 10cc stuff maybe then like we're yeah. using isn't lyrically isn't this kind of like a darker song isn't it kind of fucked up it's he's getting sick of his sweetheart so he reads like uh, those ads like missing connection ads or not missing oh, connections like, but uh, like the uh, classifies no classifies or whatever yeah He's trying to like see what else is out there, and he, yeah, so he's like writing to that person who put out a personal ad, and then it turns out that it was his girlfriend who tr- put out an ad before that. That's uh, right. Yeah. So yes. they're both trying to like get out of this get relationship, of and they realize they found each other. They found each other again at the end. Interesting. He was born in England, Rupert Holmes. And his and his his name is very British. Very yeah, British, Rupert yeah. Holmes. Yeah. But his name is not actually Rupert Holmes. It's David Goldstein. Oh, <laughs> okay. That does a weird flip. Yeah. Yeah. Where he's <laughs> born in England, but he has an American. Well. Well, he's he was raised in Brooklyn. Oh. Okay. Born in England, came here when he was six, and his real name is David Goldstein. He cho- he took the British name when he came to America and had the. <laughs> In, in, sorry, the American name in England. Marketing. Weird. Marketing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is my cheeseburger in paradise. <laughs> and it's also very Caddyshackian for some reason. Caddyshackian? Yeah, it's getting a Caddyshack it's, vibe. It's a better song than that, but I mean, the, the Buffett stuff is funnier. It's, it's, so it's funny. Buffett-y, though. It it's is buffett Very much, yeah. yeah. I think people probably think it's a Buffett song. Yeah, there's pina colada. There's probably a lot of people that think it's a Jimmy Buffett song. Yeah. We don't because we're nerds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, we think it's Manilo. <laughs> we know what the real Buffett is. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Read the end of the year and let's do these rankings because it's fucking hot. It's well, funny that his name is Jimmy Buffett, yeah. which is buffet. Yeah. And like all his songs are food. Yeah, it's a lot of food stuff. And, so, and, and ma- math sucks. Math stuff. Yeah. <laughs> math sucks, right? I, I think that's the name of the or song. Or math is dumb. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so, somebody said that. All right. Caddyshackian. <laughs> All right. December 3rd in Cincinnati, a stampede for seats at Riverfront Coliseum during a Who concert oh, yeah. kills 11 fans and injures 26 others. Band members were not informed of the deaths until after the show. Fucked up. It's fucked up. A little too crazy for the Who, guys. A little too crazy. Um, December 26th, Iron Maiden drummer Doug Sampson is replaced by ex Sampson drummer. Clive Burr. Wait, say that again? Are you leaving? Where are you going, Dave? Do you want me to, okay, can you just listen to this news for a second? I need... Okay. Iron Maiden drummer, Doug Sampson. Sampson. Oh! That's... The remember what... You said before. Yeah, remember you said Iron Maiden, Sampson... So Sampson... He actually was a person in the band, too. No, he's not. He's replaced by ex-Sampson drummer... Clive right, no, that's Burr. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Clive that's, Burr. Wow. 
Wow, it feels really nice and cold, cool out there. Actually, the, Dave just opened the door to go to the bathroom, and we just got the best breeze of all time that we needed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. December 26th through the 29th, the concerts for the people of Kampucha. Kampuche? Kampuche? I love that drink. <laughs> Spelled a little differently. Are held over four nights at the Hammersmith Odeon in London to raise funds for victims of war in Cambodia. Uh, Queen, The Who, The Clash, Wings, Elvis Costello, and members of Led Zeppelin all take part. Hmm. So, good lineup. Good, great lineup. And then December 31st, the 8th annual New Year's Rockin' Eve special airs on ABC. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. With appearances appearances by the Oak Ridge Boys, <laughs> Village People, Chic, Blondie, and Barry Manilow. Wow. Um, I actually, this last piece of news I actually really wanted Dave here for, too. Eh, whatever. He's a loser. Uh, <laughs> okay, so it's also in 1979 news, so there's no specific date. Elton John turns out, after a three-year break, he has not been a duo. Okay? <laughs> he reunites with ly- lyricist Bernie Taupin after a three-year break. Wasn't he writing with Tim Rice before then? I, I, oh, so maybe he was still a duo. <laughs> uh, their first composition since then would eventually be recorded... That August, so okay, so uh, earlier this year to be released a year later as twenty one at thirty three. Okay. Yeah. So. All right. <laughs> so that's uh, nineteen seventy nine. So, listeners, hopefully you um, feel the same way we do. Pretty good year. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of good stuff. Even the stuff that's not that good is like is okay. It's not like it's not horrible. It's not, uh, yeah. Like so many other like years, the stuff that's not great is so bad. And like most of this year was pretty good. Dave, you missed my Ellen John news. Dave Brandon, should I read it again? No. Okay. <laughs> It'll be a surprise for me. Yeah. On the on the re-listen. <laughs> on, on the re-listen. Good. That's great. A surprise. Okay. Uh, so we could jump into our rankings here if you guys are ready. Give me one second. I probably feel differently now than I did when I made these, but I'm just going to keep it the same. <laughs> I'm going to lie. <laughs> Our fans don't deserve that. All right, I'm going to do something here. For surprising, I'm going to pick a song, but if you guys pick the same other song, I'm going to pick your guys' song. Why? <laughs> to join in on the on, on, on the group. Because I'm between Bandwagon two. Bandwagon bitch. I'm between two for surprising. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, for okay, for me, Dan Wagon. Do you want to go first, Brandon? Sure. Yeah. For me, my biggest surprise, I think, is what a fool believes. Right, and that, and we kind of oh, talked about point. this on the show. Yeah, what a fool believes. It's amazing and so unique for the rest of the year. I'm probably gonna pick that, but originally I had said my Sharona just because that's like the entire okay, purpose yeah. of the song. I think there are a couple couple songs that are yeah. contenders for this. Um, surprising. You know, what? I'm gonna stick with well. What a fool believes is so unique. Sharona, it's just like it's different for this year, but people still like rock music, right? I Me, mean, because people are itching for rock music, it makes sense. Yeah, but it was a huge hit. It was really big. Yeah, I'm sticking with my Sharona, the knack. I'll it's, say, okay, go ahead. it's like an oddly big hit. I think for for that. Sound. It is. Yeah, I get it in terms of like that's like right. It's super around catchy, it's the catchy. time of yeah. fuck disco. So it makes sense. It You're is right. weird that it's like kind of like a but it's out because of, nowhere. of that time that it's fuck disco. It's because of this song. It's like, well, no, I think it's like hand in hand. 
Okay. But I will say uh, uh, Doobie Brothers is a good pick. I think since they're around for a while, it's not as crazy. True. Um, oh, there's that too. Yeah. I'm going to say pop music by M. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, I think that's like the typical pick of things that we would pick. Yeah. Just because it's very different. Who's that artist? One. And it's the future. Two. It sounds it's like the future. future. It sounds I guess like it makes sense because it's the future, but it's still yeah. surprising like that it hit that early. My Sharona makes sense in context. M is the most surprising to me. Okay. Okay. For me, least favorite song is Heartache Tonight. Wow. Heartburn Tonight. Um, as much as I was shitting on that song, it's still the Eagles. I support the Eagles. I'm going with Sad, <laughs> sad Eyes, Robert John. That song sucks. Sad oh, weird. Eyes. Yeah, that song kind of sucks. Oh, that's oh, Babe is the one that that made me think of. It's you, Babe. Whenever. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, either gonna pick Babe or Still, but I don't know which one. Oh yeah. <laughs> still, I think is more boring. So Still. Okay. By Commodores. Wow. Okay. So no, nothing in common yet. Yeah. Six sucks. different songs. No consensus. No consensus favorite. at all. Um. I'm gonna stick with my top five. Okay. Although I've got a controversial thing going on here. I'm, 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 I'm honestly struggling with my top five. I know this was a hard one. It um, was for my number five. We're definitely doing five, right? And not three. You have to. Yeah. We should have to do five. We should. I don't want to make so many cuts. <sighs> this is really hard. Dave's gonna be like, "Oh, that was my 12. <laughs> I'm trying to be honest with myself. Okay. Um. <laughs> Yeah, you guys better be honest, Dave. Looking at you, I know you <laughs> what? No, because I know you like to be like, you know, I didn't really know this one, so I'm gonna <laughs> listen to it a lot more now. Even though I like this other song probably better, <laughs> you always do stuff like that. Don't do it. Tell the truth on this show. We're a truthful show. Okay, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna try and be as honest and bold as I can be. Number five is tragedy. Wow. Okay. Nice. Yeah, the famous lyrics. <laughs> Gravity. Interesting. A lot of song, uh, songs with in that BG thing, you know, Heart of Glass, and then Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, like high-pitched stuff. I love it. Interesting take by me. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of high-pitched stuff. <laughs> hot take by Brandon. High-pitched. Uh, Listen, any take right now is hot because yeah, I am sweating. I it's oh, tough in yo. here. Number five for Danny is Bad Girls, Donna Summer. Fifth favorite. Um, just gotta compile some stuff real quick. Let's see. Okay, okay, okay. There you go. Um, I don't know. I want to put this on there, but is it fair? Is it? Am I being truthful? I'm really. You really got to me there. Yeah, I know. You really. Because I know you like to lie. Um, number five. Let's go for it. <clears throat> I gotta listen to it a little bit more, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> really got into it. Uh, how about "No More Tears" by Donna and Babs? Wow! Wow! Enough is enough. Enough is enough. Cool song. Great discovery for me. Yeah, it's a great song. Okay, um, my number four is "Don't Stop Till You Get Enough." Okay, it's by. Michael Jackson, very controversial pick by Brandon. I said I was going to be honest and bold. Yeah, I love it. Wait to see where I put that song. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, no, do, number four for Danny do, is do. Reunited. Really good song. I had a feeling that was going to show up. It made my number six, probably. Ma- many peaches and one herb. Had to get the boot from me. Herb. <laughs> Herbert. Davey? 
Peaches, Herbert, and Sherbert. Um, <laughs> number four for me is Love You Inside and Out by Bee Gees. Okay. Number four. Okay. My number three is Ring My Bell. Number three for Danny is also wow. Ring My Bell. Need a ward. Bell has been rung. That's right. Uh, number three for me is... All right, so Dan, I know you're top two. Yep. Tragedy <laughs> by the Bee Gees. Okay. Okay. There's an 80s song that has this almost the same exact melody. As you can ring my bell. No, no. Tragedy. Oh, tragedy. I'll think of it. My number two, Dan, yeah. is Love You Inside and Out. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't think I gave that song enough credit. It's really good. But number two for Danny is Don't, don't Stop, stop to, to, get get to Get Enough, Michael Jackson. I just I have to go historically how I feel about that song and the way I feel about him has changed. The way I feel about that song has not changed. It's, yep. it's an obsession of mine. I love that song. It's hard to finish. Okay, number two for me. Might be the bestest. It's probably the best disco song ever. What I song? Th- I think. Don't stop to get enough. Number two for me. <laughs> Hot stuff by Donna Summer. All right, and then <laughs> number one for Dave is also Donna Summer. You went top two, Donna Summer. It's very yeah. clear. It's very obvious. <laughs> but I knew you would do that. All right, Brent. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, she didn't make my uh, my top five this she, year. She just fuck snuck y'all. In. She snuck in. I I put her at five. Bad girls should be better. Hot stuff isn't as good. No, I, I know, but I love it. <laughs> um, what a fool believes is number one. Yep. And Richard Franklin did it better. And uh, Dave has confirmed my suspicions that he's just a straight up liar. <laughs> Number one for Danny is no, also what a fool believes. I guess Michael McDonald, very obviously. You know what I'll do? I'm going to change something Listen, real quick. There's a lot of good music in 79. It's hard. It's still it was not very as hard. good as what a fool believes. I'm going to change. There's still nothing as good as that song. I will do still a change. No. Lo- I'll, instead of do Love You Inside and Out, I'll put in What a Fool Believes. Whatever you want, man, as long as it's honest. So you're taking Love You Inside and Out? Yeah. Love you inside and out. What a fool believes. Put that as my number four. And Dave. my number one is Bad Girls by Donna Summer. I said it was the best song ever already. That's great. great. Dave caved under the pressure of me of me <laughs> pressuring him to yeah, be honest and put what a fool believes. It is true. Come on. I, I do love that song. Yeah. I love that song, in Love You Inside and Out, but maybe I like the Feist version more or something. So we'll, we'll put What a Fool Believes in there. Yeah. Although I do like the Aretha Franklin version more. So a Yeah, lot, I mean, it was great. <laughs> I'm kidding. A lot of um, parody here. Yeah. Uh, we got three songs great. with four points. Weird Al. <laughs> three Weird songs Al. with four points. Tragedy, Hot Stuff, Love You Inside and Out. Um, three songs with no. six points. Huh? Dan, you put Love You Inside Out on your thing? No, it's my second favorite. No, it was, it was Brandon's second oh, favorite. Oh, okay. I didn't put it on mine. Okay, sorry. I Three. thought because he, he thought I had I put it on there. No, I already Good. deducted those points. Good, go for it. Three songs with six points, Ring My Bell, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough, and Bad Girls. And then What a Fool Believes comes in at number one with 12 points. If I take it off, it's on there? Yes. Best as song? number one? Yes. Yeah, because me and Brandon picked it as a number one okay. song. Okay. 
It's total domination. So you didn't even need my points. I, I needed your honesty. <laughs> it's an honest show. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. I guess it's pretty honest. Yeah, we don't lie. We don't like... We're bored. We don't like music. <laughs> we don't like music? Not really. <laughs> I love music. I listen to music all the time. I do, too. Actually, this is the best I stopped listening ever. to podcasts. Because <laughs> all I listen to is music on the train now. Every song is really good, except for I Will Survive. And <laughs> and the, the the ballads, basically. Oh, I wanted to say that. Yeah. The ballads are shitty, except for Reunited. Yeah. Sad Every eyes, ballad sucks. Sad Eyes sucks. <laughs> sad Eyes is stupid. It's not... Yeah. It's a stupid. Yeah. And then all the other songs are amazing. Well, that's Except for the ballads. That's the mi- end of the main board bills for the 70s. Yeah. I can't wait to start compiling the list, the document uh, for the wrap-up show, but we still have a bonus episode to go, but we are going to probably take a break and put the air on. for Underwhelming. <laughs> um, this is the... The 70s are bad. <laughs> this is the best song on two different formats. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Probably uh, not to w- be. Was this on one of the Power <laughs> Hours, too? Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Not to me, baby. Not to Dave. Oh, but it did win. <laughs> it did win. Uh, it won even in, in minute. No, it won in minute by minute. And it won in this. But and it no also, thanks. But no thanks to Dave. No, but it also won on our March Madness. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> We're just obsessed with this song. Yeah. No matter who sings it. The three. It won three times. Champion. It's the best song. Three-time champion. What a fool believes. All right. All right. Made to cool off. Yeah. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. See you tomorrow. Bye.